Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefers Initiative. This is the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy the show. You notice that StreamYard did a little updating because everything looks, some things look, look cleaner, look fresher, fancier. But sure. this is episode 120 freaking eight of Crazy. the Pedagogy Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I am Jacob Bratz of J.O.B. Moralia. Oh, hey, there he is. I am uh, Phil Wolf of the Nefers Initiative. Uh, this show is brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom Hot Sauce. You want to support Steve and his endeavors of educating the public, uh, outreach, rescuing snakes, bringing them back to health, uh, taking in unwanted pets that are snakes. Uh, check out his hot sauces. They are very good. Jake can attest as well. I can attest to this. We tried them. We tried them all. We also tried them all together. We did. So That's check great. him out. I was amazed at the mural that he has, I guess, on the side of the building. I just saw pictures of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Super cool, man. I, I didn't expect that. And because, obviously, this is the first time we've heard Jake's voice in 28 episodes. 28? Because his last episode that he was on was episode 100. Oh, that's right. And then before that, I think your last episode was episode... I want to say it might have been like 83. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's, it's uh, been almost like, what, a year? It's felt like it. You know, it's been nearly going on a year since I've been off, off. Obviously, I did the 100th episode, um, which I don't know how long ago that was now. But, um, yeah, it's been close to a year that I've been on a sabbatical. and uh, A bit of a hiatus. A bit of a hiatus, you could say. But, uh, yeah. As the Back. youngsters would say, a minute. A minute. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. A hot minute. He's. We, I got us both ligas, so he's lighting that up real quick. All right. Well, you give me two minutes, and I'll go inside, and I'll get a liga too. There okay. We well, we're doing number nines, right? I'm doing a T fifty two. Jake's doing number nine. All right. Good. I'll do a number nine. Let's go, Phil. But uh, nine yeah. Are boring. <laughs> yeah uh glad excited to be back and uh ready to ready to rock and roll the show well man. what's been happening where have you let's let's start it with that question oh, of man. where the hell has jacob Liebrotz been yeah i had to use the full name dude throw in the middle name out there jeez what, what are you my mom where has jlb been you threw him I've in been front around of the man bus. <laughs> i crashed right into it Jesus. Um, <laughs> nothing's changed. Throwing me under the bus all the time. But, um, Welcome nah, back. man, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I've been around. I've been working a lot, dealing with, uh, or going, going through a lot with, uh, family stuff and, uh, just other, other things life has had to throw at me. Dealing work's been super busy dealing with a lot of certifications. I feel like I'm back in college doing that again. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, I've been super hectic, but uh, it's going well. I've got through the hardest bit of it, and um, we're ready to come back. He's on the other side. He's ready. now he's just riding the wave. Trying to man, still still got a lot going on, still busy, but trying to uh, trying to make the best of everything and uh, get back into uh, get back into this man. I feel just like I dropped off the things. wall with you know the entire hobby, you know, just the the podcast. I haven't been on social media. Is haven't been doing a lot you know on any front of the hobby you know except maintaining what i got and you know but it's it's good to be back a lot of a lot of stuff in the works a lot of plans and uh yeah hoping for the best it's crazy because we have our our private little group chat with like 10 of us and we would not see jake's logo or his his little his little emoji for a long time <laughs> and then one random morning at 7 a.m you would see that little black and white logo Jake's here. Somebody talk to him. (laughs) Or we'd see that like they read a message, yeah, but didn't respond or anything. It's like we know you're there. We see you. Yeah, there's that little green light on top that gives you away every time. yeah no for sure yeah no i was mia for a long time man occasionally i would like open a message in the chat like so it would pop up and i click it on accent and i'm like no <laughs> i need to they're gonna call me out i want to know how many missed messages were on there it had to be in the hundreds at one point more than that oh absolutely yeah no dude i there was there was no going back and reading a lot of those messages by the time i actually got around to it um, but I'm trying to keep up now, trying to be more responsive in there. And uh, you, know, you are, man. You're good. You're in there every day. Trying to be, you know, trying to trying to do my due diligence. I tried to uh, when I did the ad- advertisement, as Nipper would say, for uh, for tonight's show. I I tried to do the the JLB wildlife one because, dude, you've been you've been slaying it with the wildlife photography. I love it. Th- thanks, man. Thanks. I haven't been posting nearly as much on that either. I've been MIA with that for a while, but I've still been doing a lot of photography stuff. And uh, yeah, I still got some stuff I need to post up on there because I got some pretty cool pictures hiding hiding out right now. Um, but I'm hoping that's another thing I need to pick back up on is doing more photography stuff again and uh, getting that going. Um, but I, I'm actually going to have to go buy myself a camera. Um, but that's going to be an investment. Something I definitely want to start doing again. And, uh, yeah, I miss it. I had a lot of good photos. Like I said, still have some hiding out, but, uh, I'm going to need to do more of that because I do really enjoy it. Yeah, man. Even if it's just the cell phone, you know, dude, cell phone stuff nowadays and the, the apps, the editing apps, like yeah. pseudo Photoshop. I love it. Yeah, man. It's, it's great. I'm actually a big fan of, um, oh, wow. Lightroom. Lightroom does really mm-hmm. well, and that's that's where I do all my editing at. Um, but it's pretty pretty legit. Every now and then, I get a weird, like wild hair that makes me want to break out the camera and take some pictures. But it's always so satisfying when you look at them afterwards. You know, like you you're going through and you're like, ah. Then you upload them to your phone. And you're like, dang, you know, it's so much better than. Yeah, you know, especially have the if you have proper flashes and stuff mm-hmm. for indoor things, man. It can it's just it always drives me crazy because I think I got a really good shot and it looks fine on the on the screen, like this camera screen. Yeah, and then the eyes out of your focus. computer and it's like so barely out of focus, but enough to where it's enough to just obvious. drive you insane. Yeah. So you sharp sharpen the hell out perfect. of it, man. Gotta sharpen the hell out of it and editing and might might do something with it. See, my problem is, you know, with a with an actual camera, you take, you know, 
200, 400, 1,000 photos, and then you got to go through them and, and pick the best ones. But I don't want to delete them because I feel like it's it's all it's all memories. And like, yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's when that bird did that one thing. or That's when that snake slithered out of frame or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why, like, I I only really delete, like, what if I have a bunch of photos to go through, I'll only delete the ones that look almost identical. If they're, like, almost exactly the same, then I'll pick whichever one I think is, you know, the better of the two and then delete delete yeah, the I other because you, like, you got to keep space. I like mean, Rob in Texas, I mean, think of all the pictures he took and look at only the handful that he ended up, like, posting, I guess, because those were and the I'm, ones. I'm actually shocked that he didn't take more photos like, because I mean, in my mind, I imagined him just going full auto, just like, you know, and he was he was very selective. I mean, he took a lot of photos. Don't get me wrong. He took thousands of photos, but it, he wasn't just, you know, spray and pray. He was very selective. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, we right. appreciate. I mean, he took like, what, at least a half hour with pretty much everything we found. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it, it, it was almost a blessing that we weren't overloaded with species because. It gave us it gave us the time to yeah it gave us the time to appreciate the ones we actually found. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. Whenever I found there was it was several weeks ago, I found a beautiful corn snake out on a WMA, and boy, I probably spent 30, 45 minutes trying to take the perfect photo of that thing because mm -hmm. it was set, the lighting was so terrible, and that's that's the hardest thing about photography is when you're in a setting that the lighting is bad, you can't just you or know. snakes are like what are you doing to me? Yeah, exactly. So. But I got some really awesome pictures of that guy. But uh, yeah, I got to show you this one picture. It's one of my favorite corn snake shots of all time, and I want to use this as a cover for the magazine so bad. And the guy already told me, like, "Yeah, man, make it. You know, whenever you're you want to use it, let me know." That right there. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that be an awesome cover? Yeah, it would. Dude, I've got one similar to that. I don't know if it'll hide in the hide. In I'll have to send it to you. Very cool. Yeah, he's all S'd up and ready to rock and roll. It's awesome. It's very, very cool. Yeah, man. So you're talking about doing a little bit of rebranding? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, you're you're wanting to do that because you're also becoming like me and we're just slowly metamorphosizing into colubrid guys yeah no it's slowly but surely happening i'm definitely morphing you know because for the longest time i had like just carpets and like it, it was great and all you know I've, i love my carpets don't get me wrong but you know i got that itch for other stuff and so i got into some pitchy office and i stopped getting stuff for a while and and I got got some rat snakes, and I've really just fallen in love with that whole, you know, that whole group of you know North American colubrids. So I'm really morphing into a lot of that. I'm going to be getting out of you know a lot of carpets. Not all my carpets. I'm still going to have you know a nice group of IJs, you know, because that's you know that's always going to be you know a huge part of what I do. Um, He's diversifying his portfolio. Yes, so I, I am diversifying a little bit. I always have a nice group of carpets, but I am getting a lot more into. Uh, in the, the North American Clubrid side, Pituophis, rat snakes mostly, and then I'm also have works for getting adding some Nerodia um, already in the plans. So um, those are kind of going to be the uh, the focus moving forward and kind of just maintaining the carpets I have. I am going to be uh, moving quite a few here in the near future, hopefully. But uh, yeah, with that, you know, I thought the the name. JLB Morelia didn't really, you know, 
stick as well because it's i'm going to probably have at the end of the day probably gonna have more colubrids than morelia um but yeah i'd want to diversify a little bit and you know get get my initials out of there you know and come up with something a little bit more unique and uh, nothing against anybody that uses their initials for their names or anything obviously but you know i just want to change it up start start fresh start new and uh so messing around with a couple names justin's been uh helping me out a little bit with that bouncing off ideas and so still working on it having it's always it's funny how you think of so many but it, you you know like it's the one when it just feels right yeah once it just rolls like, off your tongue you're like, just don't click that's it yeah so i've been throwing around a few ideas nothing super stuck justin hit me with a good one today um and we'll see you you know have to think on it i don't know it doesn't sit perfect but well uh, that's i mean take your time yeah, yeah. why not yeah it's no rush but you know i gave him a bunch of like spanish cigar lingity types yeah. and he's like oh dude i don't even speak spanish <laughs> like i just i don't know it felt weird like why would i the whitest some... kid ever has yeah. a spanish name for his breeding business Look, whatever works, works. You know what I mean? Well, I it was like Billy has a Japanese thing. and Yeah, like but no Billy works like... with a lot of Japanese rat snakes. Mm. Eh. All, yeah. he, likes that, he likes that old world stuff. So it's... It does work yeah. out. It does. It, it works. It works. It's really also... Well. Billy's it, Uwabami reptiles. It's also very unique. It does roll off the tongue. It's memorable. So it, it works. I yes. like it. Yeah, you know, no, it works like, very well. And to be honest, I like JLB Wildlife. I like it a lot. I like JLB Wildlife way more than I like JLB Morella. You know, I feel like really? it's all—it's I feel like it's all encompassing because not only is it wildlife photography, but it's you know, uh, it's captive wildlife. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though it's even though yeah. it's it's you're dealing with captive bred animals and in a herpetoculture standpoint, it's still wildlife. They're not domesticated. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like JLB wildlife. That's just I'll, I'll vote for that. You vote for that. I actually didn't even think of that. Yeah, just to the drop the Morelia and just stick with JLB wildlife. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna like, you like get a new logo and everything too. You already have one for the wildlife, right? I mean, not really. It's just like the name and like a certain font. font. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about keeping my logo I have uh, for the JLB Morelia. And then, cause I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that logo. So I'm thinking about keeping that and then just changing, changing the name on it and getting the logo freshened up. Cause the logo is just something I drew up on an app on an iPad. And, you know, so, I mean, it works for what it is, but I want something a little, little sleeker, a little nicer, you know? So, and then that skull, that is an IJ skull or excuse me, a pop one carpet skull, correct? That's, that's just a Python skull. Oh, okay. In general, yeah, no, it's it was we the, did the Kluvert skull be a lot less menacing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, little, little tiny dude, yeah. Now, the original idea, and I'm still thinking about doing it, you know, how the skull it looks like a skull with the teeth and stuff. But I thought about putting like a realistic looking eye in in the skull, like you know what I mean, one? similar, yeah, like that. Honestly, you like how I got mine changed from a gecko to a, a chondro, uh, remember it used to be a gargoyle eye, yeah, yeah. I sent I the original that. logo to Adeline. And I was like, can you change this eyeball and nothing else? But it's still like the gecko scalation around it. So it's kind of dumb. But and I may no, actually I cool. look, I may look into like, I oh, might man. solidify all that, though, because that would definitely make shirts easier. Yeah, I can see that. I can see a that. tomorrow. Project. Yeah. 
don't know. I do think it's amazing how like the moon in the corner, Palmetto Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to do, and it's the state outline. I love it. But I was gonna say is I, I think it's awesome how we as humans we love branding. You know, we love acronyms, we love logos, and we love branding. It, yeah. It's everything. You know. <laughs> yeah, the brand. It's just a general like art thing. Like you, it's yeah, the man. novelty of it, man. Like that's yours. Yeah, and that's why it's your baby. 100%. That's why people like it so much. It's like this is something I can call my own. You know. Yeah. Until someone steals it. Yeah. But see, I'm still at a crossroads though. If I kept the JLB Wildlife name, that I mean that still leaves me with the whole initials thing. I was kind of trying to drop that. Yeah, I see your point. Well, then know, keep jail, keep the JLB wildlife for the wildlife photography. Yeah, and then uh, and come up with something new. Uh, you know, Double Corona Brats Incorporated. Double Corona Brats Incorporated. There you go. Double trouble. Winner, winner. Phil, if you were to like breeding and selling stuff, what would your name be? Um. So I actually have. So for Florida, you have to have a seller's license to to buy or sell anything reptile or amphibian related mm -hmm. um so i actually have nobody knows this and i don't actually use it but uh it's it's lws and uh it stands for leo wolf and sons uh because my great-grandfather was leo wolf and he owned a dairy farm uh in the early 20th century and that name kept up with the family and it was it was a a, a dairy cow silhouette with like the black and the white as, mm -hmm. as the logo. And there's actually, a, my father has it hanging up somewhere. There was a pewter sign that hung above the entryway to the farmhouse. And it had a silhouette of a cow that was like on a chain that like dangled, you know? Hmm. And it said Leo Wolf and Sons, you know, dairy farm. And we kept that name going forever. So I wound up just keeping it. So I probably would do something like, you know, LWS Herps or like yeah. LW, LWS Reptiles, something like that. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, I was um, I was throwing around the idea of using longleaf. I was thinking about longleaf reptilia or even like longleaf wildlife or something like that. Because uh, you know, I thought those are everywhere down here, and they yeah. take over everything. Well, no, those are loblollies. There's different kind oh. of pines around here. Longleaf pines are a very specific pine stand. Gotcha. And yeah, they, man. They're very habitable for you know eastern diamondbacks and. Indigos, go for tortoises. A lot of stuff, man. They they take care of a lot of different um, pine snakes, uh, animals. Yeah, and I they, suggested just, Longfellow. Longfellow. I told I, I told uh, Smitty I would call it um, country fried snakes. Nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I uh, like I like longleaf. Uh, you know, L like LLR. I like that. I was thinking longleaf reptilia. I thought yeah. I thought it I thought it rolled off well, but Billy didn't like it. Dominique didn't like it. I was like, man, I thought I was on something with that. But I'm glad you liked I it. I did Phil. not Thanks like I it. Do. It was just one of those things where it just didn't feel like it was one roll well, off. The, the, I think the problem is is I think making a logo because right. not to not to make fun of her or poke fun at the longleaf pine as a tree and a habitat. They are very sensitive. Do not make fun of them. It is yeah, they are very sensitive. It's kind of hard to do like a logo. Like you're just gonna have like pine needles. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> see, I thought yeah. No, see, what I thought was like having you should like, do it because you can make it like the Blair Witch thing. 
the Blair Witch thing. Like the stick figure, Blair Witch stick um, figure people that they hang from the trees. <laughs> that, oh, God. See, yeah. I, thought about it, I thought about either doing like a silhouette of a pine tree with like a snake hanging down on it or like a close-up of a snake and it looks like it's going up like pine bark. You know what I mean? How they like go in between the pine bark and like crawl and up it. it be like the snake? Yeah. yeah you know, I, like I, the, I, background, the background's bark, you know, the snake going up it. That's actually brilliant that I literally just envisioned that in my mind. Like you have a column in the middle that has uh, some kind of tree bark texturing to it like with, with the rat snake going up it right mm -hmm. in the middle and then have like two little branches coming down with the pine needles drooping, you know? Yeah. yeah. The biggest thing cool. for, for me That's was is like there is something to be said for a simpler logo because it's easier to get shirts and stuff made. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, look at mine. Like, there's a reason you won't get PCE shirts from Billy because that's too much of a nightmare for Billy to deal with with vinyl and stuff. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna make Billy do that. Right. Billy probably wouldn't do even do it if I asked him to. Yeah. You know. So it's like it sucks because I would love to have more shirts and stuff and not have to use Teespring, but that's well, my, that's like my only option. You know? Yeah. And see, when I did the Nefers Initiative stuff, I did that specifically easy. So that I could have final stickers made by Billy and shirts and stuff like that. Right. But then when I did the venomous etiquette video thing, I knew I wanted the wrinkles on there, and I knew I wanted it in color. And my buddy who designed it, I, I told him I was like, "Look, I want it to look like an old world, you know, nineteenth century taxonomy illustration." And he, I, I think he nailed it. But I can never have shy of like stickers that I had made. I can never mm -hmm. have them printed or anything. It's right. way too intricate. It's right. stupid. I even had him right. do it in a black and white, like a negative, just to see if it was like, you know, uh, doable. It could be doable. And yeah. no, it's way too complicated. Right. Right. Man, like, <laughs> you shouldn't not do a logo that you have in your mind because of like the merch side of things. But at right. the same time, it's like right. there's sort of a happy medium where it's like you should find something that A, you're, you're happy with and you really like and it matches the brand itself. Yeah. But also something simple enough to where if you do want to get shirts and stuff printed, it's it's not a complete nightmare and you're not having to pay right. and shell right. out a ton of money for, for shirts and the multiple right. colors and all that stuff too. That's also why I kept mine monochromatic. And I think honestly, my no offense to you, Justin, or you know, the network or anything, but I think my two favorite logos from any of our friends, honestly, is uh Chris's on Jake's hat right now with the with the cactus. Right, I thought that was just simple and easy, and I'll be honest, I love Billy's logo with the bamboo and the bamboo leaves. Yeah. like yeah, that logo is just Billy's awesome. logo is cool. So, yeah, now I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with something, man. I don't know. I was pretty sold on the long leaf, so now now Phil, you got me tied into that a little bit more now. Dude, and if you did that, like that col like a column, right, with the tree bark texture and a rat snake, like a silhouette of a rat snake going up the tree. With like some some pine needles draping down, I, I think that would be cool. Yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was leaning towards, man. But I don't know. I don't know. We can like, what if you ideas. did something like pine flats reptilia or something like that? Pine flats. I don't know. I thought about pine land, like pine land reptilia. Yeah, that's pretty. Does cool. what we have around here count as pine land? I mean, we. Have I would like count it. Pine forest. Ninety percent pine forest. Everyone thinks that i'm out of florida because of the palmetto coast i guess yeah yeah but isn't south carolina the palmetto state yeah yeah and i was <laughs> like palmetto state exotics was at one point 
an idea, but someone was already using that. I don't even think they're even around anymore. Um, but I mean, given that a, I'm on the coast and that's like a big part of like living down here and whatnot. Right. And I was like, you know, it, it works. Yeah, no, and, it definitely works. Yeah. I've stuck with it. You know, that's been since like 2016, that's been the, the thing. And instead of doing like quality over quantity and that whole thing, it's just unquestionable quality, which I guess could be a good or a bad thing. Cause it's like, it's unquestionably horrible or it's <laughs> unquestionably great. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I thought I thought Longleaf just rolled off a little bit better, better than like Pineland or you know, it's just pine, yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. Agree. I just thought Longleaf. You know, it's a little bit more specific. Like I said, like and like I was saying, you know, Longleaf is like that's some of my favorite terrain to to hurt, man. It's all kinds of stuff in Longleaf stands. So I don't know. Just a thought. We'll make it a poll. Make it a poll. Yeah, let's get some polls. Yeah, if anybody, how about this? If anybody has ideas, yeah, come on, shoot us a message and let us know. Jake will give you nothing in return for it except for a thank you. No, if I choose your so name, if, if I choose, no, if I choose your name, I'll give you a shirt once I have them made. If he blows up, bam, and then you all of a sudden want millions of dollars because you came up with that name and all of a sudden now it's trademarked or whatever. Do you realize there's gonna be breeding snakes, right? Yeah, I'm just saying, millions of dollars. Crazier things have happened, man. That's. People will see you for sneezing in the wrong direction these days. <laughs> Bilma's. Oh, yeah. I actually had a, an so idea what? for Daytona, and oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm not going to do it because everyone told me that I'm going to get sued. So, uh -oh. yeah. The uh, I have lots of, not lots, I have a good handful of venomous specimens that died of natural causes and i was going to preserve them in jars with really nice labels on it of what they were you know where they came from and i was going to sell them at daytona and i actually got permission from florida fish and wildlife to do that despite them being venomous uh they basically said that once it's dead it's 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 not considered venomous it's and inert. Uh, right it's an, well it's not a nerd it's definitely not a nerd but it's you know it's not a, of the living and they don't care so I decided I was going to do that. And everyone and their mother is now telling me, don't do it. You're just going to get sued. Why would you get sued? Because I'm giving them a venomous snake in a jar. Someone going to reach <laughs> their hand in a thing full of formaldehyde and Listen, swirl if it a, around and play with it? If a guy can buy a hot cup of coffee, pour it on his genitals and sue McDonald's and win, I don't want to do it. But see, you could get around it by putting like put a small warning at the bottom. Say, "Warning: This animal, this is still a venomous animal. Do not reach your hands Don't in the stick. jar. No, Do not stick fingers in mouth. You know, no, because because Florida is a waiver free state. So even if you sign the waiver saying that, they can still sue you. The waiver is a formality. So that's that's fucked up. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to a couple lawyer buddies and see what the outcome might be. I still have a little time. I think it's. I don't think it's that serious. But yeah, you guys are the only two people that have told me not that have told me to do it. <laughs> so that sounds pretty. I don't know of anybody that, that breaks cool. open a jar of a preserved specimen is like, I'm going to take this out and play with it unless there's someone at a national museum pulling it out for taxonomic <clears throat> stuff. No, see, you're looking at it the wrong way. You need to look at it as there is a bunch of sickos out there that will buy it. On, <laughs> they will buy it on purpose so they can have it bite them on purpose so they can sue me because that's how they make a living. Yeah. It's, it's those, the same. Those run rampant at Daytona? 
those run rampant everywhere in the United States. The people that, you know, they trip on the wet floors. There's a wet floor sign. They trip on purpose and quote unquote sprain their ankle and sue the grocery store. Like that's that's how they make a living because they're sickos. That's what I'm worried about. True. True would it be, man. So I think you got a better chance of being attacked by a unicorn. Well, better play it safe. If you could figure out a way to like encase them in something that you couldn't open, that would be a way to go. But super glue the lid, super glue the lid shut. Dude. Yeah, yeah, eh, eh, I'll, I'm, I'll figure something out. We'll eh, see. Eh. We'll see. Because I really want to do it. I think people would like it. I've got oh, some. Yeah. I've got some pretty cool specimens too. So I think so. You should do it. Yep. Yeah, because you had talked about it a couple weeks ago, saying the stuff you had to. To use, yeah, yeah. I like, may, I may, I may still do it and just give them to friends because there is some really cool specimens in there. I mean, vipers, cobras, rattlesnakes, a bunch of cool stuff. You know, anytime something died of natural causes, and someone's like, "Oh man, this died," I'm like, "Oh well, you know what? I got a good freezer. Bring it to me." So, bring it to me. <clears throat> yeah, it's a way to do it, man. So what colubrids, like what's, I can't even really pinpoint it for myself, but what's the, what made you go, man, I want more colubrids? For me, it was, I guess once I got like completely into carpets, that's all I had. Like that was part of it. And like I started thinking about other stuff and then I, I don't know what, what really brought me back to it is like thinking about you know, they're basically where I started, you know, like corn snakes and rat snakes are mm -hmm. the beginning of me for her pet and her, her pediculture, you know, because that's, that's what I was catching when I was younger. You know, my first snake ever was a corn snake. You know, those are the things I saw. The first snake I ever held was a, a corn snake, you know, and and I don't know, just something about the native stuff and, you know, kind of going back to your beginning is what really drew them to me and to be honest i've gotten more into the wild type you know kind of locality side of herpeticulture and like there's so much so much in the north american colubrid side of things that a lot of people aren't seeing and aren't doing and i don't know i just saw as a place to you know that needed more attention because they're really cool and amazing animals you know just you know, everybody's all about these morphs nowadays and, you know, you can get some crazy looking variety just within, you know, wild type locality animals. And it's, it's very tempting, especially like with the corns and stuff that Chris has been popping out lately and JT at Silent Hill Reptiles. He's producing some dude. He's producing some crazy stuff, corns, yeah. man. And it's not that I don't like the morphs in corns and stuff. It's just that's not what i'm sort of wanting to focus on yeah. at the same time it's very tempting to just have like one or two to sort of mix into the you know the, the yeah. locality stuff just to see what happens and no it's definitely um, like it's cool it's awesome like some of the stuff that paint shab has been throwing out man it's oh my god i need to, i don't even know how many how many insane. things he's freaking produced this year so far Not a lot he's produced a lot of stuff a lot. him and billy Definitely. man oh my yeah, god him and B billy are having crazy seasons but you know, and it's nothing, obviously it's nothing against that. It's just, there's already a huge market for morph stuff and there always will be, you know, but that's just, it's never, it's not my cup of tea. You know, I've really been drawn to these wild type, you know, locality 
Yeah, especially rat snakes, man. Oh my gosh. Like yes. I want I want everything, man. I want them all. They're just they're so, so variable. Many cool species right here in our own backyard, man. And it like go I mean, I already thought that before, but then going to Texas like definitely reinforced that. Yeah. Because it was species that I hadn't seen before. But it's like they're right there. Like yeah. if I ever want to come see them again, it's not that crazy of a trip to make, you know? And then like the corns and stuff, have an appreciation for just what we have here. I don't know, like the, the whole colubrid thing for me, like it was never my intention to be colubrid heavy and all of a sudden that sort of You're overtake the chondro thing. Heavy, heavy but it just, it's just how it happened. Like yeah. things came up where it was like, oh, more beards, cool. Oh, rhino rats, cool. Oh, deonce rats, cool. cool. Like <laughs> it just somehow happened yeah. that I just sort of fell into, you know, a lot of this stuff and it's stuff that I was a interested in to be like be, to begin with, but it was never my intention of like, I'm going to slowly, I'm not going to get out of green trees, but I'm definitely going to pull back on those a little bit. Yeah. It was never like a planned thing. It wasn't a conscious thought. It that just female died happened. and it was like, all right, well I'm going to have to, I now have like four years to kill. Might as well <laughs> uh, focus on some other stuff. Yeah. yeah man, sure. You know what? It, it comes back to like what Jake was saying. Like we all started, with colubrids, whether it was right. something that we found as kids or it was our first snakes that we had, whatever it was, but we all, we have a foundation with colubrids and Justin, you hang out, whether it be physically and or digitally with a lot of colubrid dudes and they appreciate the way that you think about colubrids and you appreciate right. the way they think a lot about colubrids and you just, you slip into it, man. You know, I, I I had colubrids a long time ago, and I didn't expect to have as many as I have now. You know what I mean? And like, or let yeah. alone the species. You know? So. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess like, and it's so dumb because like thinking back, like to when I started like getting out of colubrids, because I kept colubrids for a while. You know, like I I had hog noses for a while. I had some corn snakes and various stuff when I was living in Texas, you know, and then it was almost like, ah, you know, pythons, pythons are where it's cool. That, that, that's that's what, it's, what it's about, you know, and rode that train for a while. And it's like, yeah, they're awesome and amazing. But like, there's a huge, there's a huge need for, you know, and, you know, a need to focus and look at some of this North American stuff that everybody just seems to overlook because I feel like so many people see them as, as starter animals you know what i mean like it's almost yeah. like ah those are those are for kids you know it's like no they're not they're incredible amazing easy to keep snakes that are fun you know and beautiful and active and you know it's not i don't know i feel like a lot of that's a lot of the mindset of a lot of people is like oh they're starter snakes or starter you know whatever but I, I do have to side note like for real like big shout out to jt and mindy at Silent Hill Reptiles because I feel like they just came out of nowhere with these just awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome corns. And Chris has really like hyped them up to me and stuff too, to where like I'm like paying very close attention to their availability and stuff because it's like I wouldn't mind having that. You know, yeah. you see some of the stuff they do, and it's like okay, like I could that that I can get I can down get with, on board you know? with. <laughs> yeah, so, no, they're incredible man and we tried to have them on the show at one point but jt's internet was really really Shasty. struggling so we gotta have that yeah, happen sure. again we gotta yeah, get man. chris on for that show too yeah absolutely. oh yeah he would go gaga <laughs> but the whole thing is almost like a like a homesickness sort of thing in a sense you know like you start out in one place and you 
you've been to a lot of other places and then you realize like the simplicity and the, the familiarity of, yeah. of home is maybe kind of, that's exactly you, what it is. And maybe it's yeah. just a sub, even if it's a subconscious thing, you know, it's like, for me, it's like corns, just there's a nostalgia factor to those that just take me back to when me and my dad were breeding them back in like the early two thousands, yeah. you know, 13, 12, whatever. So I'll always have a soft spot for them. Yeah. You know, that's why that's exactly why I want some from you so bad. Cause it's like, yeah, the first the first snake that ever bit me was a little tiny corn snake. A friend of my a friend of mine, uh, his dad bred corn snakes. So the corn snakes were the very first snakes I ever interacted with, and um, he had just hatched some babies, and like I was just enamored with these babies. Man, I couldn't stop looking at them, playing with them, and my buddy was in the backyard doing something, and I was of course back looking at the little baby corn snakes. I had my hand in the tub, and my buddy hollered at me. I looked up, and I felt something on my finger, and I looked down. Little baby corn snakes just like chewing on my finger, you know. And it was just—it's just funny those little things you remember. And I was God, man. I was six, maybe if not can younger. You, can, you, can you remember where the Okatees? Ah, they were. I a lot of the stuff like from around here looks like Okatees. They were wild caught from the island. You know, I'm pretty sure. I mean, well, I would call them Okatees. Um, but you know what yeah. I mean? if it's if it's that, if it's that, that has if it's that part that of South Carolina. Them. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I meant. Like pretty much anything around here, you could almost call an Okatee. That's you know, the but. issue with that is like any of the wild types, more or less, regardless of where they come from, if they look like a normal, whatever that would be, quote unquote, corn. That's now an Okatee. Yeah. And I mean, like, I understand because, like I said, for us, we live in that area. So it's like, okay, yeah. Like, when I think Okatee, I think Jasper County, like Okatee Hunt Club, you know. Yeah. That's that's Okatees, in my opinion. Like, yeah, that is the, the true, true thing. OKTs. Yeah, because that, that's the thing. Like, for us, like, it depends on where, where you're at, you know. Like, what I, like Justin said, you know, for me, Okatees are like Bluffton. Area. If I find something in Bluffton, I consider that you know an Okatee, you know. But there is an actual Okatee, like Spring Island. Spring yeah. Island's got the best Okatees in the country. Wild, wild oh, type. I've never found any hand, out there. Hands down, they are just. It's an awesome place, regardless. Insanely beautiful. Ton of gators. Out there. Yeah, ton of gators. But um, like, like mine, I don't really consider mine Okatees. Yeah. Like I just call other. I mean, that's technically, it's all like Beaver County, but because these came from you know my parents' property, like I can show you exactly where they got pulled from. I they're Ladies Island, like that's Dude, the island go, we live on. You should go mark the locations and get like the GPS coordinates from it. I could very easily. I, I would because that's what I'm going to start doing. Because next spring I plan to do a lot of herping and hoping hoping to keep some. You know, wild caught stock only babies if i can find some mm -hmm. um but uh that's what i, I plan like to do is mark mark them on a gps location have the exact coordinates where that animal is collected see that just sounds like an awesome herb trip to me man like i mean as much that's as same. i love i love the glades dude i would totally love to come up there and go island hopping for okatees like that's just that's stellar so like justin what was your first snake of corn and was an okatee first no, snake first snake interaction my very first snake that I owned was uh, Steraria. Okay. And then some rough greens. But, I mean, my one of my earliest memories as far as snakes go is my dad had found a corn snake while he was out hunting, uh, and that was here in Beaufort. And I remember very vividly, like, him opening that five-gallon bucket and there, that corn just being in there, and then him showing me, like, the belly of it, and it was like, yeah. oh, my God. That was something that I always thought was the coolest thing about corns was that belly when I was younger, that, that just black and white checkered, mm -hmm. man. It was, oh, it was so cool. 
And you know, it's funny. Like, I mean, mine, like the locality part thing with these, you know, it's like, are they really anything special? No, but they're super special to me. Right. Because A, they're from home. Yeah. Like literally in my parents' house that yeah. I moved in and out of like five times over the last like 10 years. Um, yeah. Like they're special to me. I mean, they may not be anything special to anybody else and they're, you know, but see, whatever. To... But like to me, that is like one of the coolest things I've done is breed these corns because it's like I raised up the female, got her when she was a little tiny thing, you know, came across the male, came across the other male. I have that other female that's going to be ready next year that I'm super excited about. I need to show you her because she shed. Yeah. Um, like to me, it's just cool because it's like this stuff in our own yeah. backyard. Like you don't need morphs when you see some of these corns. It's like, but see, that's what take... I'm. That's what I'm getting at though. With like, a, oh man, I lost my, I lost my train of thought. Damn it. Derailed. Wow. I don't even know. Oh yeah, to um, like to you say like you know there not might not be anything special to other people. Yeah, like yeah, to the average person, no. But to that true locality guy. If you can say these came from this part of Ladies Island, South Carolina, you can give the exact county, you can give the GPS coordinates to that locality guy. That's going to be awesome. You know what I mean? It's I like, no, they may, not, the, they may not have like the label of Okatee, but these are from this county in South Carolina in this area. They came from Ladies Island, you know, and it's just to me, to me, that's awesome. That's why I want a pair so bad. You know, well, it's a multifaceted thing, too, because, you know, if I end up like I can go and release babies on that same property if i wanted to yeah you know it's like south carolina has laws now where you can't sell them above like 20 inches i think or something hold on to them and then you know if i end up had being male heavy or whatever it's like you can go release some you know whatever but i don't know if um, you kept them too long i think that would be yeah probably detrimental but, but it's just to me it's just it's it's like i guess building your own car Sort of in a sense, right? Uh, there's some like it, it, no one else is really going to care except for like gar guys that do that and build cars, you know. But like the fact that you put in the work and you put in the time and you whittled it and you know put in the detail and whatnot, and it's, I don't know, there's yeah. something about that that I just like the process of it, and yeah, the novelty of it, and, and that's exactly why I want to go to like the road that I cruise on. I really want to find yellow rat, baby, baby yellow rats from that area specifically because it's where I grew up. And, you know, I want rat snakes from that area. If I can find corns from that area, it's even, that's just as good, you know? And that's why yeah. I got corns now. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I need you to find me some baby Everglades rats. Well, how about join this? the list? Join the, join the club. So, <laughs> I will say, it's been rough, man. I used to see them all the time, all the time. And you'd see them, you'd see yellows, and you'd see the integrate, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't care what people say about taxonomy or different species, subspecies, whatever. I'm just talking about the yellow, the orange, and the in-between. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we used to find four or five foot red, blood red ones, right? Oof. Not anymore. They're just they just disappear and uh, i have, I have is, a feeling man. it has to do with agricultural runoff or pesticides and stuff like that and i also think that people are just keeping the orange ones mm -hmm. you know and they're just the herpers are abundant these days and right. the spots are i don't want to say they're fished out but if they find 10 rat snakes in the night and only two are orange well they're just going to keep the two orange ones and then those animals never grow up. Right. You, you know what I mean? And they never contribute to the gene. Right. Pool. 
Right. And here's the thing is, I'm not saying that they need to be protected or they're threatened or anything like that. There's there's billions and billions and billions of them out there, but it's all, <clears throat> excuse me, it's all on private property that you'll never get to. So they're still protected because they're living right. in cow, cow pastures and they're living happy. But for guys like us, it's it's getting more and more difficult. So the past, like, oh, it's almost been two years since I started this this Everglades rat snake quest. You know what I mean? Jeez, man. And uh, I've not found a single one to wow. my liking. Yeah. Wow. So. That's unfortunate. Man. <clears throat> but well, I'm, I'm hopeful. This, I still have plans to get some captain bread ones. I've got, I've got, I've got guys that I'm talking to about a lot of different stuff and I'm waiting yeah. I'm waiting on a lot of captive bred rat snakes right now hoping the worst was Brahms you know when Brahms oh, heard man. dude when Brahms heard that I wanted Everglades he's like oh man I wish I knew I got rid of these a few Those months back dude so hot dude radioactive rat snakes like wear sunglasses oh when you look at them because oh, you will burn your retina. you know what is does is uh. that name is that name already taken? Because I will give that to Jake right now. What? Radioactive rat snakes. Radioactive rat snakes. <laughs> radioactive rat And you know what you do is you, know, you don't do radioactive like like uh like the trifoil you know nuclear thing. You do radioactive like radio signal, you know? Oh yeah, there you like go. Like a radio tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I will give you that if you want that. <laughs> think about it. i'll put i'll add that add that to the list radioactive reptile i think it's definitely tough as far as the field collecting thing phil i mean you wrote an article on it in a, a issue of the magazine however many moons ago and it's kind of funny because the way you like did that whole article is people were like is he saying he's for or not for it and, and that was, was that was the whole point you didn't end every yes. paragraph with the question yeah <laughs> And that, but that's that's the whole thing is that they were like, like, what is he trying to say? I want, I, I know, and and it was horrible, but it, it was horrible, but it was also, I thought it was really good because not to like toot my own horn, but I succeeded in making people think. The, the whole goal of that article was, well, right. is it good to feel collect or is it bad to feel collect? Like, you can do it as long as you do it quote unquote right, but also if you that's do it wrong, is it really wrong? Yeah. Like, and that that's the whole thing. So like the three of us, the three of us share. There is a level a, of subjectivity to it. Right, right. But the, the three of us share the same sentiment of you don't necessarily want to take a baby baby. You also don't want to take an adult because you want that adult to make more babies. You know, so like we have that happy medium as to the size or the coloration or whatever. And we also don't I'd go take a baby baby. Okay, so you take a baby baby. But what I was going to say is yeah, okay. if, if we find – if we well, no, if we find – 10 of them in one night, we're not going to take all 10. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. While as other right. people, they consider a renewable resource and they will take all 10, whether it's for themselves or because they're going to wholesale or sell it out. So like there's, there's, there's give and take, there's pros and cons. There's, you know, what you feel is morally right or morally wrong. And that's up to you and whatever the state law says it is. Cause I'm of the opinion. I like, I want younger snakes because as we talked about with Chris in the chat the other day is like the likelihood of a snake surviving, you know, to adulthood out of a clutch. I think you'd probably like maybe one out of a clutch of yeah, 15 you know, the, would be. It's very, very low that they, so you know, I don't feel as bad if I'm taking a younger animal out 
you know, field collecting wise, like right. adults to me, that just feels, yeah. and I mean, I say this as a complete hypocrite because Chris just sent me, you know, the adult pair of thorn scrubs and that, that bears. Um, but to me, like collecting, if I came across, you know, an adult corn, an adult yellow rat or something like that animal's already made it. That animal's already survived. It's already done the trials and tribulations of being a young animal and somehow surviving in the wild. Like, yeah. So now it's why of, would you want to take that yeah. out? Like clearly that animal genetically has survived Darwinism. That's the animal that we want you to reproduce. Want, in the yeah. Wild. <laughs> you want that to be there to make more of them. Yeah. So like if it's like a pair, that's one thing. If it's like you were saying, like 10 snakes in a night. Cool. We're taking eight of them. And they're all adults, full grown, ready to go, like ready to breed. That's when it's like, uh, nah. that I'm not as down with, you know, but yeah. like younger animals. And for me, nuts. it's not even like only that aspect. It was also like acclimating adult animals yeah. is way harder than fresh babies or yeah. like young snakes. Like young snakes are still going to be wiry. Don't get wrong because they're still wild caught. But it's like, be a much easier transition. Though. Yes, it's much easier transition that baby than it is, you know, an adult because they're used to those wide open mm -hmm. spaces all the time, you know, live prey all the time, you know, and it's and you know, par the parasite load is much more. I don't know what what would be the word for heavy. that set, and it's heavy, yeah, and the snake is used to it because so, that can come with its own thing, mm -hmm. you know, if it has if it's had parasites for so many years all of a sudden you clear it out and then it's got that parasite load can you know getting rid of that can also kill your snake you know and it's uh, i don't know adults are a lot more finicky you know especially depending on the species like nerodia specifically those are much harder to acclimate than a lot of above, a lot of pain. other snakes you know and even babies nor baby nerodia mm -hmm. can be hard but you know the rat snakes and corns you know babies is one thing but those adults it can be touchy well, what's funny is you brought up that article that I wrote, and in the article I, I mentioned this one particular road that was quintessential, like the snake road cruising road, and then it got there's less and less and less and less and less snakes. Well, I hadn't been out there in quite some time. When Dominique was down visiting, I took her to that road, and we must have seen. I mean, we didn't stop for every single you know ribbon snake or water snake, but we must have seen. It, it, in excess of 20 if not 30 snakes that night on that wow. one strip of road which was fantastic because that shows that either the agricultural runoff is declining or the herpers are declining or the the traffic on the road is declining or something good's happening something good's happened or right. it's just you know nature's finally getting to play catch up who, who knows so again it's it's up to interpretation to to the individual herper yeah but and, but i bet you of those snakes of those 30 snakes you found how many of those were babies uh i would say i would say at least a third were i would say at least a th maybe th yeah maybe like 50 60 percent of them were were under a year younger i'll call them. yeah so i mean that, that could also like you say you know nature playing so catch up time of year. Yeah. yeah that too well, you know I mean, we also well, yeah, we also found two or three i think it was actually three gigantic green nerodia and they nice. were they were all females and you could tell they had all just dumped their litter yeah so that was that was very cool to awesome. find yeah to find the now, and here's the kicker too is uh, one of those three was was roadkill and i picked it up and looked at it and checked it to make sure there was nothing still inside her because you could see how like they, they have like that flappy skin from that having right just given laid their they laid their litter um and that felt good because it's like even though 
she got waffled by a truck, which was sad as hell. Yeah. At least she still got to, you know, let her offspring out. Right. So yeah, it's always, it's always so much worse when they're full of babies or something. Unless she was full of babies and got hit by the truck and then just shot them out like a shotgun. Stop. I don't even joke about that. Gosh, man. You go there so quick, bro. Jeez. Oh, Texas is a good example. Like we had the licenses and stuff. And I was of the opinion that if we found something that I felt was like, absolutely cannot pass this up, you know, yeah, I'll figure out how to get it home. But right. we, we did other that. than we that, I wasn't right. Wasn't on the mission of like everything we find, or if we find any bears at all, I don't care what it's it looks coming like. Coming home, it home. Right. right. Or yeah. subok, you know, it's like yeah. subox are a whole like, as far as species that don't acclimate well as adults, like female subox are, are a very good example of that. Right. You know, even males, I'm sure, probably have their fair share of difficulties. But yeah. I don't know. It's just like we're there to like enjoy it in its in its habitat and enjoy the habitat ourselves. And you know, weren't there to collect everything with a pulse, right? Like some other herpers we saw. Like some other herpers we saw. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, man. Like. You know, you and Chris preaching subox, 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 and then Anna Maria taking a very now you keen, get it. Anna Maria took a very keen liking to them because let's face it, they're fucking adorable. And then <laughs> and then we had Dusty on the show, right? And then we saw that one that got smushed in West Texas. Ah. And that was like the cherry on top. I was like, I need to get them. You know, her and I need to keep a pair for ourselves. And dude, they're too cool, man. They're too freaking they're cool. So much fun. They're so much fun, man. So much yeah, fun. I need to. I need to get on that train. I've wanted. I've honestly wanted subox since I was a kid. Like I have always loved subox, man. I've always thought they were so cool. Me and my friend used to daydream about book. having some. Yeah, I do. Me too. That's another thing I'm going to start doing is reading a lot more. You can join our book club. Yeah. Billy's Book Club. Billy's Book, Book Club. Club. Yep. Yeah. Dorothy Lapis School for Kids Who Can't Read Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We need to lock down a schedule for Billy's Book Club. Once a month. You know what I mean? I know, once a month is a lot, man. I don't have that many books. Yeah, but we don't have – here's the problem, though, is we, you know, we get so involved and we each show off five or six books. We don't have to do that. We can only show you know, maybe two or three of them, maybe two of them, whatever. It would be a pretty short show. Yeah. Well, nah, it'd be all right. We'll make I it. guess if we if we get this fool involved, then that's another. We could technically exactly. go lower on the book count because there's more bodies. We could. We could. And or I know, we uh, can hunt down Burke and some of those other guys and get them to join us. Oh now. yeah. Billy's and, book club. And I know. Uh, you know, Brent. He wants to get in oh, there because yeah. Brent has so many non-Herper books that he wants to share with us. And then Scott reached out to me because Scott wants to get in because Scott says that he has books that we've never even heard of. That he that are still attainable to some degree, so he wants to get us and and Billy and Brent on and do like the book episode, you know. It's it cracks me up how how much people have enjoyed those because when like when we first started doing, I was like, man, people are gonna be falling asleep during these <laughs> episodes. Like, no, we get more messages about the damn book club episodes than we have on like any of the <laughs> other ones. And dude, I mean Brian Hubs, you know, yeah, like. Dude, I, I love it, man. I'm so happy that I, I got the last set of his books. And I'd like to hope it's because of our shows, you know? Mm-hmm. No, he just actually just made some more available. I think he finally got that other, uh, like that 
that second treatment run. of them. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Go check them out, guys. King snakes, mountain kings. Non-venomous snakes of... Of the southwest? I think it's so. southwest. Yeah. And then his, his rattlesnake book, which was a collaboration with Dr. O'Connor, which is an awesome, awesome little baby book on rattlesnakes that is so in-depth with awesome photography. So That's not the one you sent me, is it, Phil? No. Uh, you got, uh, was it just snakes in Arizona? No, it was, it was rattlesnakes specifically. It's, okay, so it was rattlesnakes of Arizona. I don't think it was up Arizona, though. I'm pretty sure it was just like rattlesnakes of the U.S. I'd have to okay. look at it again. I don't remember. Yeah. There's two There's two books that are Arizona, blah, 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 and they're both, black, they're, they're both black, and they both have originals on it. And I know that I have the, the – I think it's venomous herds. I think I have just snakes of Arizona. And I think I got you rattlesnakes. You gave, I know the one you gave me is like a or it's a it's an orange cover. Mm. That I know is for that fact. one on timbers? No, it's not timber. I'm telling you, I'm telling you both. It's rattlesnakes specifically. Okay. It's I not know. uh well, I don't know. Like snake, which is about timber rattlesnake. What it's like you own the book or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like I own the book, actually. So <laughs> But oh man, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff, man. I I need I try to I've been doing better about reading more lately, but I don't know, man. Something about just getting in bed and like not wanting okay. to do anything except play Angry Birds till it's time to go to sleep. Well, That's something I want to do in the in the like near future is help people publish because I'm sure there's plenty of people in the hobby that want to do a book. And they know how to obviously type it up in a document and do that. But the publishing part of like the layout and everything else, like I really like with the Serpenta Media stuff, that's one thing I want to do. It's like, hey, you want to do a book, you write it up and help like, you know, have me. I want to be there to help publish it and get it out there. Well, you know, I got some uh, I got some horseshoes in the uh, in the fire, so to speak. So. Ooh. Yep. I don't need books on horses, horseshoes, and fires. Reptiles. If you if you lived three hundred years ago, what would your profession be? I'd probably be dead from tuberculosis or something. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Like three hundred years ago, what would your job be? Tobacco farmer. I don't know. Back then, they only lived until they were like thirty. So. It's not true, but all right. <laughs> Dude, you were lucky if you lived to 50. Maybe, maybe. For real. So life back to snakes. Back, yeah, back to that. Back there was, was back then was, was not high. There's a lot of things that could kill you and nothing you could do about it. Like snake bite. Yeah, right? That's my one gripe with true grit is the, the chick gets bit by the Aatrox and then they're like, oh, we just, you know, we just cut her arm off. It's like back then, it's like, now nah, you were done. You, you, were done. you, you were done. And Apocalypto, when the guy got bit in the neck by the, by the Bothrops. Yeah. I mean, he actually did die, but it was like back then, it's like, dude, you might as well just like end it now. You, yeah. You're done. Stroll over. Crazy. They probably like rub some like four leaf clovers on it or something. Like, this will <laughs> fix it. This will do. Rub some dirt on it. Here's All right, some, so back to an uplifting. Dung. Yeah, back to an uplifting show. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Let's get a little morbid. Smitty, how's your door sweeps? Well, A, I haven't had any escapees that would require it to be useful. Thanks to the shims. But I I was just... Because my hand's broken. I was just telling Jake, I came home and the female Jance and I had wedged herself between the plexiglass and that lower lip of the of the cage and she was like flat in there and so I freaked out because I thought maybe she was dead because like I tapped the, the door and she didn't move or anything and I was like oh crap I was like she's done man so I, I took the door like lifted the door up and out and she of course she sprung back to life and did the, the tongue flick and the you know the puffing and the yeah. I'm gonna get you sucker kind of thing so nice she's fine but i was like man what is like I, why is it like a six-month event with these things where it's like i'm fine for six months but then there's like that one day where they find a way to do something find something either get out or something dumb like this you should switch um you should switch the enclosures put the scrub in that one i'm gonna so that's the other ones because there's no slide on the. that's actually something i was talking to matt most and rob in our little group chat about is i want to move the jance and i the pair but especially the female into that four by two by two black box cage i have and i actually talked to jen about getting a uv light in there because matt said he thinks UV is one of the tricks with them as far as getting them to breed. So I'm going to, I'm already looking into UV and stuff. And that's actually, I was looking on today at some of the Arcadia stuff. Cause that's what, that's what Jen and, and Clint use for their UV in the cages they build. Um, like looking at it, there's a lot of options. And I was like, man, I really wish I had an article that explained what the differences was between, you know, these different percentages and what works best for what. So I need to be on the, I need to hunt somebody down or we need to hunt somebody down to do an article on that. Maybe if it's even the guy from Arcadia himself and being like, look, can you just explain, you know, there's like a five, a 12, and I think like a 30 or 40% UV, I think. I don't know, but I was like, I don't, I'm kind of weird about UV exposure, like prolonged in cages anyways. Like I think it should be like how Brahms does it, where he does like four hours a day, you know, of UV and then the light cuts off. I think that's perfect. Um, cause I don't, I don't know. I just, I worry about too much cause I ain't trying to give my snakes cancer, you know, but that is something I wonder about as well is if they are more well prepared to handle UV, are they more, are they less prone to, to the, the carcinogenic side of that because they're more, they're, they're, evolved to be more exposed to it yeah, regularly because I mean, they're outside right. regularly 24 7 but i mean they're not know. indirect uv all the right <clears throat> well i will say that on a couple of my cobra species i noticed that around you know between 10 a.m and like noon they were basking despite there not being any light and i was like well maybe they're maybe they want to get warmer or maybe they want uvb so mm-hmm. i i, I up their heat lamp time and then i put uvb on them and now they're never out they're always hiding, and I have the yeah, lowest. I, think it I have the be a lowest. Bit. I was gonna say I have the lowest amount of UVB. What is mm-hmm. it like five or whatever? So, yeah. yeah, and that's probably so. what I would end up doing is doing like the lower amount and limited hours during the day. Like put it on a timer so that it's only like four hours a day they're getting UV, and then the rest of the day it's just the LEDs. Yeah, and then making sure they have plenty of spaces. You know, I have the big cork round in there with the female that they both fit in at the same time if they want to. 
like plenty of spaces for them to get away from it, right. you know. And I think when you're dealing with a bigger cage like that, it makes it a little easier because you know they're not in a smaller space, just getting blasted with that with that UV, right. you know, all day long. Like I'm all for people using UV, but I do think it's it's something that like putting it on a timer is probably wise. Right. Yeah. Because I yeah. wouldn't be comfortable. Like I don't want to be outside in the sun all day. It's not good for anything, really. Right. Unless yeah. you're a plant. Even still. But like Dr. Lofman talking about, you know, his false water cobras and he put UV in with some of his and then he would move that light and he noticed the snakes would like literally follow that UV wherever he placed it. They would go to that spot and bask for, you know, a couple hours a day. And so, I mean, there is something definitely to it, but I think it's for some to say like, yeah, give all your animals UVB and then not tell people, oh yeah, it should also be timed. Like it should be in small, like, like bursts yeah, increments yes right not that way you don't have people saying like uv all day every day no hides here you go yeah and that, that way you don't have your leucistic leprechauns turn black and gray <laughs> yeah because that would be great uh, i need, i want to learn more about it you know listening to the fight club episode with brian mcveigh and julander and the boys um me i mean it makes me want to i want to learn more about it like I, the differences between uva uvb all that stuff like i'd that's another good article to have because i, yeah. I mean, honestly i don't know a whole lot about the different wavelengths and what's better for what you know so i need to hunt down someone that's willing to to write that yeah you we know, gotta be find a, be a two articles one about that and then one about how to pick out a light right right and then like when we were with burke out in west texas he had the uv index reader and it was amazing just in literally a, a series of angles, you know, pointing it directly at the sun opposed to, you know, 10 degrees off of center. And it was that much different in reading the UV and how much UVB was out there. Um, but I feel like definitely for the article, you got to get somebody who I want to say like a fish guy who also does reptiles or fish girl, excuse me, that also does reptiles. You know, and see if if there's any correlation there because there's so much there's so much stuff for fish. The problem is is that it, almost all of it's aesthetics too. It's either aesthetics or it's for coral. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. So, and we're not looking for that per se. True. True. And I I mean that would be so I wouldn't have an issue going to the Arcadia people and being like, look, if you write these two articles. You know, I'll trade you those for some ad space if you're willing to. But at the same time, like kind of the problem with that is then is like, I don't want a biased article to that brand. I want an article on lighting and UV from anybody, you know, not just from them. Like, oh, yes, yeah, if they're going to shop for this. It should be this model. Like, don't buy anything yeah. else. Just these. Like, no, I just want to know what right. these are. You need someone who, who did their research and knows and can help us do our research. Right. Yeah, because there's definitely something to be something to be said for for lighting. So that's is something I want to incorporate more in my personal collection is doing more, you know, quote unquote naturalistic setups um, and doing things like lighting, giving them basking areas and things like that. I actually really want to do it with um, 
the water snakes. I'm getting some water snakes. That would be here, cool. Do so. like a paludarium kind of thing. Yeah, that would be sweet. I thought about setting now. You know, doing it semi simple, just having like a deep dish of water for them to be able to swim around in, but nothing. Oh, you know what would be nothing, awesome? Nothing crazy, like no fil- no filtration system and all that. Got but, one of those black box like the XT4, like I have, but it has the deeper front for like right. bioactive stuff. Right. And then seal the bottom so that it's watertight and you don't have to worry about, you know, debris and whatnot falling through. Mm-hmm. And then setting up like a pair of bandits or something in that with like, you know, a pool of water, like big driftwood pieces. And right. like that would be. That yeah, that's what sweet. I thought about doing. I might do it with a black box cage spinning on, you know, but I thought about using just like an exoterra, you know, at first. You could do that too. Up, but because they have a nice deep. Uh, bottom do them so i thought about doing that but i might go with i might go with black box spending i just i don't know like you, you'd have to worry about weight as well because that's a lot especially if you have you know sand and water and stuff in there yeah because that'd be the thing is i would just get like a nice size tub you know that they can give them so a nice you know space to be able to float around in if they want to but obviously definitely plenty of land space and i don't know about doing like the whole bioactive thing i thought about doing that but I don't think I'll go that route, at least at first. And, you know, keep it simple, but also more naturalistic. Like you said, give them some, you know, give them some wood, some driftwood to lay out on, give them a UVB light and, you know, an actual basking bulb. Cause that's where you'll find a lot of water snakes is like out on limbs over mm-hmm. the water, basking in the sun, you know, and try to replicate that and, you know, do some stuff like that. And I don't know, man. I've just been throwing around the idea. Cause I'm not going to have like, I'm getting, I'm planning on getting, a few pairs of Nerodia and you know, obviously I'll need to acclimate them first, but I don't plan on going crazy with those. So I think the ones I do have, like I want to keep in like really cool naturalistic, you know, setups. And I don't know. I think, I think it would be cool having those displayed like that. Dude, um, cottonmouths and duckweed. Right. Right. And duckweed. Dude, I've always yeah, wanted man. to have like a Florida river system swamp enclosure in my living room and have yeah. like, you know, one or two species of rhodia, like some alligator gar and a cottonmouth in there, and you know, get some uh, some uh, uh, blower fans for ventilation, and put some like Spanish moss in there. You right, know, be cool. Yeah, man, I thought about doing the same thing. One thing I wanted to do that with is um, like bullfrogs. Get to get some bullfrogs and set up a really cool habitat like that. You know, oh, obviously yeah. I want to do it with snakes too, but you know, I, I would want. I wish I if I, it was big enough, you could maybe get away with it. But I'd be worried about keeping frogs with snakes. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, especially ones that that turn, turn into a whole yeah. thing. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But, well, where'd all my yeah. leopard frogs go? <laughs> yeah, they are gone. But um, yeah, no, man. There's a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff in my head, man. There's so much I want to do, but not enough space and not enough money to do it all. Um, Time, man. But yeah, man, working towards it. (laughs) Working towards it. Working, chipping away at some of my colubrids, and uh, planning on getting a rack here soon. Um, Trying up, up, uh, up my game a little bit. Some of this, but yeah, man. Super excited, but those naturalistic enclosure for the Nerodia are probably going to come sooner than later. Nice. Um, super excited about setting something like that up. But yeah, we'll man. See. Now we'll see. There's there's so much new filtration systems now, and like uh, I'm a Fluval fan, and like Fluval has like taken it to the next level with like their submersible filters in terms of 
ease of maintenance, ease of uh, cleaning the actual motor and turbine and right. stuff, and like different filter cartridges for different types of water and different types of ecosystems, and like the submersible stuff that before it could only do like maybe a hundred gallons an hour. Now you've got ones that are you know size of your phone, and it can do like you know five hundred or a thousand gallons an hour. The crazy filtration, Jeez. you know, and That's then insane. And you just pop cartridges, or if you want to use loose uh, media, like loose charcoal and stuff and cotton, then you you can interchange them, and they're relatively inexpensive. So. It might be it might be something to think about if I'm having a big enough area of you know, like like I said, I just want to use like a tub or something, you know, and put bedding yeah. all all around it and stuff, you know, kind of try and yeah. close it in, but might be good to add a little filtration in there just to keep that water circulating and moving. Yeah, because you yeah. figure even if you have like let's say you have ten gallons of water in a in a basin tub, right? You could still have the filter going and instead of having to change the water like once a week, you're now you do it like once a month, you know, or whatever. Right. Right. You know, I know until, uh, they, until they crap in it, which you know, water snakes, good God. Yeah, but I mean but again, that's why you have the, the filter's gonna hopefully take out most yeah, of the true, most of the, the chunks, so to speak. <laughs> so mm -hmm. and I, I always like doing a tub because as much as, as awesome it is to have a bulkhead on the bottom, it's a whole process. Because right. now you gotta have some kind of piping underneath or some kind of reservoir underneath. Right, you know? right. Yeah. I, the 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 end goal would be like you know say if you did something in like an exoterra the end goal if I had it my way it would be like you know no tub with the water since that bottom of the exos you know are waterproof you know fill it up with substrate on like half of it then have the other half it'd be like a water feature with rocks on the bottom and like a whole filtration with the water and it just kind of flow into one but that's a whole lot more involved than I want to get with it right now. Cause that would have to be basically an entire ecosystem essentially you know, with live plants and all that. And I, like I said, I'm not trying to go that route quite yet. One of these days. Yeah. That'd be an awesome project, but you know, yeah, one step at a time. Yeah. I think you have to be in the right mindset of getting the vivarium set up. And like, I feel like you almost have to have <clears throat> the mindset of I'm going to build this vivarium just to keep this vivarium and then eventually you'll be at the point where okay now it's time to add the animals you know what i'm saying yeah exactly you know build this to make plants survive and anything yeah. else maybe some little guppies or something in there but you know build sure. that for for the plants first and then get your ecosystem in place and you know establish you know a you know a cleanup crew and all that because if you're going that route you want to go full bioactive and yeah, so get those established, got your plants established, your water circulating real nice, and then maybe, maybe add some, <laughs> add some, you know, water snakes. I've also thought about doing it with like a group of uh, garter snakes, like really nice blues or something. I thought those would be really yeah. fun to set up like a nice bioactive enclosure for. Rough greens oh, yeah. would be fun. That's my, that's another one that I really want to do is set up a whole bioactive thing for um, uh, rough greens. I, I absolutely love rough greens. Man. grasshoppers and crickets in there man watching those things hunt is a blast it is so cool to watch them creep up on a, a grasshopper because they do like the thing where like they mimic the wind yeah the branch. like kind of like wave back and forth yeah man they're ah they're so cool because that's my only thing about them is like you know you'd have to feed them bugs for quite a while you know and i don't really know how they do how well they do in captivity you know because i i thought i found one a while ago and i thought real hard about keeping it setting up in something cool but 
that's one know. species that I have heard over the years does seem to do better with UV. Oh yeah, I can so, imagine they're very very diurnal species. <laughs> But yeah. they also do, they don't have terribly long lifespans compared to other snakes. So, really? Yeah. Uh, well, I just think they'd be super cool. There's someone selling some on Morph Market right now for like twenty five bucks. Some rough breeds. Yeah. Huh. Nice. That'd be interesting. Yeah, like catch a bread? No. Okay. Yeah, Hell no. I I know people who have produced them before, but it's getting them going is hard. Yeah, just get like a like a couple of ficus. Or something like a yeah. sandy soil, pine, sort of yeah. barren sort of sub yeah. uh, substrate. Yep, that'd be awesome. That it's on the really radar, cool. man. I want to do it. That would be fun. Yeah, and that's the thing. Some... I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do it to breed them. I would want to do it just to have a cool enclosure set up. Yeah, man. Hell Actually, because yeah. that's so, that's something I also want to get back into is just having animals because they're cool. You know, I don't want everything I do to be about breeding, breeding, breeding. You know, and obviously it's it's good and it, it is what these. it is. But there's some that's just like I'm I'm good. Don't need to breed. I was eyeballing these the other day. Oh, those are cool. That would be a fun little bioactive. Is that how big they get? Yeah. Those yellow-headed Jeez. dwarf geckos that Underground has right now. Oh yeah. Those things are super cute. Dude. Man. I've never like cool. I'm I'm completely unfamiliar with them. But I was like looking at them. I was like, that'd be an awesome little bioactive project. Yeah. And you guys saw they got those Egyptian sand geckos now? Nah. Seen I them? Seen those. Let me I'm gonna try and find them. I'm they have these... on the site right now. Let me see. They have some yeah. wacky geckos. Yeah, they have these little Egyptian what sand geckos. World? Those are wild looking. Those are crazy. And the pictures are you're on their website. Yeah. yeah. So you realize that those geckos are under two inches tip to tip. Oh my like God. as adults? Yeah. Like they're they're that they're like that big. Wow. And they have them in these giant basins filled with sand with scor scorching heat lamps. And th they just sit there and just chill on the surface of the sand and they kind of dig themselves in the sand like Sarastes. They're super cool. They got those crazy eyeballs. I thought the short-fingered yeah. geckos were pretty cool looking too. Short-fingered. Let me see these. Yes, yeah, the short-fingered oh, yeah. gecko. Yeah, that's super. Stenodactylus. Yeah. Chris has got me really liking the cave geckos, man. I'm not gonna lie. I low-key really want some of those. But I'm on Team Coleonics now. Yeah, man. I just fed my Metratus tonight. Oh, yeah. Legodactylus. Okay. This Cameroon dwarf gecko you need to. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. I don't know. There's all kinds. I was just... I like to peruse like fauna and morph market and check and see sometimes what Underground has and... I just I saw those those yellow headed dwarf geckos and I was like those are cool as hell like those would be fun. If I could find some of those cave geckos, man, I think I would. I think I would get some. Those things are wicked. Super cool lizards. I don't know. I, I low key want to want some type of small lizard project just because they're cool. Don't we all? 
Oh, Phil left. Okay. He oh. didn't leave. He just got up to go somewhere. Yeah. I don't I feel like, you know, you get these set up and you get them get them going with, you know, decent lighting and stuff to help bring out those colors and get yeah, some man. vitamins in them and stuff. I mean, they're So, to paint you a picture, paint you a picture they're like this grayish blue body with like an orange head with like bluish lips towards under the eye like in the rear of the mouth that's the males the females look pretty standard they're so you tiny know. they are very small i mean yeah that's light diffuser dude yeah but i know that's, that's why i said those are really tiny oh my god <laughs> those would just be neat and i mean like yeah no that'd be awesome they're like the ones UGR has are wild caught. <coughs> get a three pack of them for sixty five bucks. Yeah. Like I've already got a million exos laying around. That'd be cool as hell. Yeah, that'd be a dope little project, man. I don't know if I'm actually ever gonna do it, but probably not. It's Just one of the many. It. Just do the... it, man. Order them right now. Do yeah. It, Come on. Uh, these are what I would really hold out like I, I want some of these strofura stuff dude those things are freaking badass they're australian oh yeah those are i've and, seen those before yeah i mean they stay small too but you know you're gonna see some in daytona yeah I know. some what some of the strophurus yeah is that is that what team you're you said you're on now teams? no that's coleonics Oh, Coleonics would be great. Dude, tell me this isn't a freaking leopard gecko. That's what I said. Like, look I, at think it's, I think it's way cooler, man. It is way cooler because it's they're right American. here in our own backyard. And yeah. I love that I have oh, this. These are, these are Ameri- oh, these are yeah, the geckos the that Texas you found standards. in Texas. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dude, you see them in person, and it's a freaking leopard gecko. I don't know, man. Those cave, those tw- cave dwelling geckos, Chris keeps really do it for me, man. I, I, I really want want some of those guys from him. Oh yeah, especially the Japanese stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those man, that one that kid. that Tiki and Manny had that one year. They, like, was it last year? Or the year before last, they had yeah. that one that was just was it, was oh cave my God, gecko? Yes. There's Japanese caves, man. Stellar. What are the ones Chris keeps? Are those Japanese? Chinese. Oh, those are Chinese. I think I think he has Japanese too. I think he has I'm a sure he does. localities of both. Let's see. Maybe we should have done this episode live so we could show these photos. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, man, they're so freaking cool. Like it's like Darth Maul if you were a gecko, man. I know, man. I abs- I absolutely love these things, man. They're so freaking cool. Well, we had Rob Hoke do a article on him in the magazine a while back too. Oh yeah, on cave dwellers. So I'll have to check that out. Super dope, man! So many species, so little space and time. Right. Do you see? Do you see any of the, uh, the North American ones that you just wore? What did you call them? Coleonics. Coleonics. Do you ever? Do yeah. you see those around very often? Are they, are, they, are they captively kept? Yes, species? but they're kind of almost like, from what I gather, sort of like the bairds of of geckos is yeah. like very underappreciated. No one seems to care. Let's do it, man. Let's get a group. I'm in. I'm with you. He has some. You have like Nicaraguans, right? Yeah, I have Hondurans. Or are they? You know what? I think that, yeah, 
I think they're Hondurans, yeah. Uh, they're uh, Coleonics Matratas. This is Central American. Uh, and uh, I picked mine out because I, I like banded stuff, and the bands on mine are so crisp and concise. They're just they're right. awesome, awesome geckos. <clears throat> I was just telling Jake while you were gone, like those little yellow-headed dwarfs, like a three of those would be a blast. You realize that if that gets away from you, you're never getting it again, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's the same with any Felsuma. I don't know. I feel like Felsuma, like you'd see them on the wall later that night, but like those little yellow heads, dude, gone forever. <laughs> yeah, no way. You know, no way you're getting that. That's like trying to catch a five line racer around here, man. Dude, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like <laughs> I've had so many bad experiences with arboreal geckos. I'm just, I just can't. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I have like three of the twelve by twelve by eighteen exos in the attic at my parents' house that have you know. Come on, man! Nothing in it. Do, Do it. it. Do it. Get Where to put it, bro? If they're pretty enough enclosures, your wife will let you put them around the house. Mm. They all live at room temperature anyway. Well, we also I have mean. the cat. Eh, he'd be all right. He knocked over a a vase the other morning at 5 a.m. Was it glass? Or was it heavy with substrate? It had (laughs) water and some some flowers in it. Yeah, it's not the same, man. It's got a thin little base to it. it. It's a cat, man. I don't know. I've had cats. like I've had to reinforce some lids because of cats, but I've never had one knock over an enclosure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You could get one of those lids from a black box for it. Get a reinforced lid, a little, little nice light on there, and nice and nice and reinforced. You're good to go. Yeah, man. I'm all about you guys getting into geckos. All about I, uh, between the knobtails and all the strophurus and all the other stuff. It's just yeah. I just like I I, slope. I want I, I I want some cave geckos, and I've I've thrown around the thought of getting some because like I like really gray animals. That's why gray rats and eggs are my favorite. I don't know what it is. I love gray animals, and um, I really want some nice like gray colored gargoyles. You know what I mean? Like really light yeah. light colored gargoyle geckos. Those would those will really get some viper geckos. Really rustle my jimmies. Viper dude, geckos. Dude, dude, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that uh, Josh's frogs has some vipers this year. Because they had them last year, Daytona, and I, 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 I fucked up. I should have bought them when I had the chance. They had, you know, Indian locality, oh, wow. or whatever. And dude, they were just slate gray with black mm-hmm. patterning. And dude, those things are adorable. They're savage. Oh, yeah. I love it. Those things are freaking wicked looking. They look more brown though than anything. Maybe my memory's off. Oh, I'm sure they fire up and down a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. Any other gecko species? Yeah, yeah. These were the ones I remember. The ones I was looking at, uh, supposedly Indian locality, and they were like they reminded me of a clobber eye, just like slate gray yeah. with black patterning yeah. to them. Yeah. I mean, look at that dude. That's next to a penny. They're so tiny, man. I see. I'm not big on super itty bitty geckos, man. Like that's yeah. They wig me out. Like I can't. I couldn't deal with something that tiny. But they don't climb, so they don't climb glass. On a so. dime. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, yeah, that's that a quarter, I think. Good lord. I'm still uh I'm still hoping to get some binos at some point because I'm just gonna keep them together and let them, you know, make babies and I wanna use them for knobtail food. I do. You use them for what? Knobtail food. Knobtail food. Yeah. I wanna get okay. some binos and 
feed them to some 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 bigger synctus and you know maybe some amii when i get them again because i will get them again <laughs> it's bound to happen glutton for punishment <laughs> so jake's going to daytona yes yes what are you what are yes. what are we looking for at daytona this year you told jake that he's staying with us right yes Okay, good. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you, by the way. Oh, of course. Well, I'd that imagine much, that much, I did. Much appreciated. Or did uh, I, well, no, but I was going to say, is that something that you, you in your mind would tell him and then never do it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what happened, actually. Was, yeah. It's a couple of days later, I was like, oh, I told you that you were staying with, with me and Phil, right? It's like, no. I was like, oh, well, you're staying with me and Phil. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, super, super duper stoked, stoked about that. Yeah, man. And my girlfriend will be with us, so make sure you bring that banana hammock. <laughs> Word. What are you looking for, Daytona? What am I looking for, Daytona? Yeah. Not to go broke. I don't know. I'm going to try. I'm not going to try. I've already got somebody, hopefully, bringing me some stuff to Daytona. Um, but uh, so that's already in the works. And if all goes well, that'll be four snakes. And. I don't know if I want to get anything else, you know, it'd have to be, I don't know, man, if I found some killer, some killer rat snakes for the right price, maybe, but that's really all I'm looking at right now is rat snakes and things like that. So who knows, might come across something, but I'm also really trying to limit who I'm buying stuff from. You know, I really want to try and keep, you know, keep it down to a select few people just to, limit stuff that i'm bringing into my collection you know what i mean not grabbing anything here and there and so you know i'm trying to trying to keep it low-key but who knows some at daytona may grab me by the balls and just beg <laughs> beg for my money so we'll see i know last year i would not last year because i wasn't there last year <laughs> two years ago i remember there was a guy that had some absolutely killer okatees um available have. maybe I don't know. Was it but, a smaller table or was it a bigger like U-shaped table? I'm gonna say it was U-shaped. I think. Had, oh, okay, that was that yeah, was like uh, a wiser, bunch of them. Yeah, a bunch table. of them. That's, that he did have some really nice looking ones. That might would tug at the strings a little Weisler bit. Wisely, I don't know, but Weisler. Yeah, he had some insane Okatees, and uh, I don't know. That might. That might he need to happen, nice but beards. it all depends. And that would be another thing. If I found the right beards, like uh, is it your Loma Altas that I like a lot? Yeah. If I found if I found some Loma Altas, that would be. Dude, everyone loves the Loma Altas, bro. I want the Loma Altas bad, man. They're cool. It's a cool ass logo. Yeah, it's a cool logo. Illuminati. <laughs> but what about you, Phil? Are you gonna be looking for anything out of Daytona? Uh. Yes and no. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I recently got way more snakes than I was anticipating, and you I also recently got way more snakes. Yeah. Um, nice. And uh, Marcus and I decided to start a Sarastis project. So we have uh, twenty nine specimen in total. Wow. Yeah, and uh, all different color styles and all different sizes, just to kind of get a get a wide grasp on how we want to choreograph this. Um, and then uh, I actually sold off a, a good handful of venomous that I don't want to sound like that guy, but like it just, 
my heart wasn't in it. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. no, man. That's you know, sure. yeah, and but let them go to someone else who's gonna love them more than I was loving them. Um, but uh, I definitely gonna keep my eyes peeled for knobtails because I always do. Always. Um, I'm hoping that someone has true wheeler eye because I would, I would, I kind of want to get a pair of true real wheeler eye. I just don't really want to spend an arm and a leg for them. Yeah, I feel like right. more people have them now than have ever had them. So the prices come down a little bit. Um, and then I remember there was a guy and I can't remember who was, who had captive bred Mullendorf eye. And I, yeah, think, I don't remember who that was either. Yeah. I think I might want to maybe take a plunge into that. I don't know. And then I, I, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled probably for more sub too. I, I don't know. Daytona is always funny, man, because I always go there expecting one thing and doing something completely different. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. I would really like to find me a pair of sub too. But you know, the one thing I really, I want real bad, but I know I'm not going to get for a while, and I know I'm not going to be able to find for a while, is green rat snakes. Dude, those yeah. are... Those always seem to be tough to find. Those are hard to find. They're hard to keep from what I've heard. I want green. You're talking about Senecolas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude they're Super wicked. Cool. I think they're incredible, but I've heard they're a little finicky as far as keeping and, you know, they got to be real dry. Don't, don't let them get well, wet. Kind of like with the subbox. Yeah. A lot of ventilation. Yeah. Oh, Chris, are you? Chris has, are you some, looking? Chris has some Bajas. Yeah, I think he he might only have one right now. I think I he lost I'm one. Not sure. Um, are you looking at the vendor list right now or no? No, we're looking at T uh, JT's Silent Hill Reptiles oh, okay. available. So I was gonna say, is I'm hoping that Leland Ward DW Geckos is gonna be there because I need to get uh, a male underwater source because the the pair that I got one turn out to be two females. So uh, I gotta I gotta get a boy. Get that ball rolling. Yeah, he uh <clears throat> excuse me, when I when I when I'm getting them, he's like, Hey, look, these are not clutch mates. Um, but it looks like just by looking at the babies, it looks like this is a pair, and it looks like the female's gonna gonna be hypo. And I was like, All right, cool, you know, it is what it is. I'll raise them up if if it turns out to be a pair, it turns out to be a pair, if it turns out to be hypo, whatever. I was actually right. looking for wild type, and it wound up being two girls and they're both hypo. And like as cool as that is, I'm kind of butthurt about it because I kind of wanted I want the normal looking one, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and see if I can get a boy this year. Maybe something that's like a year old, you know, not quite breeder mm -hmm. size yet, but at least I know what it is, you know. I don't. I'm kind of like past like last year at Daytona. I was like I don't plan on you know I don't have anything I'm particularly on a mission to find. I think Subox was the only thing last year. Now that I think about it. Um, but I mean, Bairds, yeah. always Bairds. I'll probably end up getting some more from Ron Allen if he has any available. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of. Oh, and if someone has yeah. Outer Banks, if someone has Outer Banks King Snakes, I'm buying them. Just that's just it. That's like one of those species that like doesn't matter. I'm buying them. I need them in my life again, and. uh and yeah, so that's definitely Outer Banks King Snakes, and uh, there was something else I was thinking about too, and now I can't remember for the life of me. Another colubrid. I don't know. It'll, it'll come to me. But yeah, I'm almost hoping that I see Outer Banks before I see Mullendorfi, because I feel like as as cool as the Mullendorfi are, 
I just really, after the whole, you know, book club and Billy wanting Appalachian Colas mm-hmm. and everyone just talking about King Snakes, King Snakes, King Snakes, I really want to get those outer bags again because those things are just too cool, man. Yeah, I don't, like I said, Bairds, man, that's, I'm kind of like how we, you know, talking to Alex and stuff like we did, you know, a couple of weeks ago and how he just, you know, the, the, way he became the guy for squams was he just he bought a ton of animals you know over time and it was like that's what i should be doing with bairds is you know just yeah it's having having the focus on a particular species still having <clears throat> excuse me still having a diverse collection but having that focus right but there were some some nice big jants and i last year too i mean they were i mean definitely wild caught but you my, got me really liking those too, man. Yeah, I pulled oh, out the female God. for Jake the other day. I was enamored, boy. There, I love that. See, that that's that's the type she's of color. Surprisingly I really mellow, love. like that that slate gray. Yeah, that like off white blonde. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, it's just so pretty. That jet black tail. Yeah. Oh man, they are just so freaking cool, man. I'm really hoping I can get my hands on a on a UV bulb and fixture to add to that that cage within the next week or two and get those switched over and everything because I think I think they they'd use that space more. I mean, this the tandem bar uses that space at night when he's roaming and stuff, but most of the time he's just kind of under his hide. You know, he's not out a whole lot. So man, I think if, you- if I put him in that that shorter cage. He'd still be able to, you know, move around and do his it's thing. It's not that much shorter. It's literally it's like not. four inches or six inches shorter. Yeah, but that's yeah, a lot. Of, that's a lot of surface area, though. Yeah, it's a lot of square is, footage. Yeah, well, it's ish. Bit, you know, what square, I think I love where I'm not a Ganyo. I'm not a Ganyo guy, but I what I love about them is they feel how they look. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, there's so I mean, many. I, so many things out there that you, you pick it up and you hold it, you interact with it, and you're like, man, this 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 texture doesn't match up. But when you look at the Ganyasoma and then you actually touch it, you're like, that is exactly what it's supposed to feel like. For me, Chinese king rats are like that. Yeah. How they look is exactly how they feel. Oh my yes. gosh. It's, oh, they're wicked. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's another it's thing that's going to be on my radar, man. I, I used to have some Chinese kings. And I, I think I need some again. Yeah, my God, have, to, I remember that they have gone up in price, man. My They've gone up in popularity. Goodness, the the Chinese kings are way up there, man. I think I bought my pair for like three hundred bucks, like back I then. It. I yeah. it, it, it wasn't that much, but now, man, I saw some for sale the other day, and they're like six hundred dollars a pop. It's like, geez, so. Oh. I remember the days, the early days, when Bratz had, you know, his. his Biasis and King Rat and that Nicaraguan boa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the Nicaraguan boa. I had the Chinese blood python, king. Do a little blood python phase. Yeah. I had a couple blood pythons for a while. The most I ever had was three. I got rid of those. Wish I would have kept the Liasis. I never had a pair for that. I mate for that one, though. Really wish I would have kept the king, but I really wish I would have had the pair because I only had the male and my ex in texas kept the female and we should have never split those things up oh my stupid shut up live in texas shut your mouth <laughs> but so that was that was annoying looking back on all the stuff man i had i was eh, there's some stuff i wish i could get back especially that lysis man 
I would have loaned her to you, Phil. Did you see the Queenslands he got? The Queensland water? Yeah. Mm, I saw those in person, boy. Those things are. Dude, you got to see them now, man. I saw a picture. Your your girlfriend's name's Anna Marie, right? Anna Maria, yeah. Yeah, Anna Maria. I saw a picture the the picture that you sent to her holding holding one. I was like, my God, that thing got big, man. Yep. Yep. It's got that's that's the girl. She she's exploded with size, man. Yeah, man. How's their attitude? They too bad? Dude, if you open the tub, they'll they'll grab you. But like I open the tub with my hand and then and then they see like the hook. And I don't even touch the hook to them. They just see that hook, and they're totally chill, bro. It's it's nice. it's almost creepy how chill they are. You know, that's pretty cool. For my so, for my girl, it really depended on the day. Like there are some days you take her out, she'd be fine, she'd be chill. But other days, man, she'd just be pissed. Oh my god, I couldn't get her out of the tub. She's flailing all over the place and just being. Now was psycho. yours more? Was yours more? brown in color or more the gray like mine i think mine mine was i guess more brown but she was real she was extra dark she was almost black on top oh okay like she was oh man she was pretty i have some i still have some good pictures of her that man i and did yours ever chill in water or no sometimes not often she hid under her water bowl more than Okay. more than in it but she was she would get in it every now and then she did great for me man she i kept her real simple and sprayed her down every now and then and she was doing fantastic man like i said yeah, I, yeah. that's one of those i really regret getting rid of her yeah but, they uh they've turned out to be a super rewarding species for me and it was almost on a whim because like i i contemplate they're really the only lasses that i really thought about keeping over the years and then you know, I had the opportunity to get some, and I I called Billy, and Billy's the, the the horrible voice of reason. I was like, Billy, should I buy these? He's like, Why are you calling me? Just give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's Billy. That's Billy. Yes, Billy was yes. telling you to get it. Yep, do it. Yeah. do yeah. it. Sounds good to me, man. Yep. So yeah. they're the, the they're they're the species of lasses that really has intrigued me. I said I. There's a part of me that wants to get him again, but then there's that part of me that still wants to get um, Maclots from Billy one day. Mac-lots. Dude, dude, his baby Maclots are so gorgeous. Yeah, they are. So gorgeous, man. And they are so freaking mean. Oh, my <laughs> God. They are, they are literally yeah. seeds from demons. They are so mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's baby lasses for you. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. There's all there's all types of stuff I want to get, man. But Calubrids are definitely top priority right now. I want some Barons Racers real bad. Need to. Blue or green? Cough, cough. Jason Keller. Green. I like the greens, man. Don't get me wrong. Blues would be cool, but I don't know, man. I like the greens. I just I love the like you know because you've got me kind of I like the rhinos and stuff obviously but seeing barons there's something about barons that attract me more yeah, it's their, the body for the second the body rhino, shape and then I love the black stripe down their back man that, that yeah line. the people listening the people listening cannot see my eye roll but per Justin's comment my eye roll is hard roll right now <laughs> hard roll 
And yet, never be as cool as their Asian counterparts. I'm sorry. Oh, oh man. man. I said it. Oh, so you're a Barrett's Racer fan too, Phil? Yeah. You, look, look. I think the rhinos are awesome. Okay. I think they're yeah. awesome. Yeah. But I think I kind of like the, the look and the feel of the Barons better. I do. I'm, I'm with you. I, there's something about them, man. Just the body structure and the, yeah. the head shape. There's I don't know. There's Stone doesn't have Barons racers and he has a ton of rhinos. Yeah, well, um, teach their own. Teach their own. The hey, man, look, look, Rob is our idol, right? But at the same time, he didn't like the Lesser Sundas and Billy and Casey are having a blast with them. I thought they were awesome. What does that have to do with the rhinos? I'm just saying, just because it doesn't work out for Rob doesn't mean it doesn't work out for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Phil, let's do it, man. Let's let's get ourselves some. I'm also saying because I know Jason Keller's gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. message me tomorrow and be like, <laughs> I was literally about to say, I was like, don't make me message Jason right now. I, I cannot afford that right now. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's he's he's the reason I'm my interest has peaked, man. I've been chat. I was chatting with him today about about him, and I'm I'm gonna end up with some Aggies from Alan Stevens. I can feel it. <laughs> Look, I'm actually gonna every say this. time he posts pictures of them, the Damn babies. It. I'm like, oh, I got it. I got to. Look, I if you it. go, if you buy anything with legs at Daytona, and you hadn't got any of the Aggies from Alan, I'm not letting you take it home. Boom. You are you are not allowed to buy something with legs until you get. I don't Aki. plan to. Well, you you just talked about how you're looking. I'm, I'm, well, I'm saying I'm not going to Daytona, and it's like I'm going to buy the first Aki I see. It's like no, like no, you need to get them before Daytona. You that's that I don't. Be, it depends on when they're ready. I don't, and then it's like, what do I? What am I gonna? What, what, what am I gonna what, keep what, them? What, in? what 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 a bunch of what's all I want is results. Smitty, here here here. here. Oh. Like, I gotta get UV for those. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, oh God! It's not like pro souls. Don't uh, UV, don't end of the freaking world. Don't act like you don't have a box full of old UV fixtures in your. I garage. don't. You don't. I've never used UV. You've never kept lizards before. He kept crested geckos. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, right. lizards. That's no okay. All right, yeah, yeah. No, no I had, well, you have lizards. and stuff. Well, all right, so let's, let's so that, be real. Yes, I, I had I, UV I'm not, for those, but I'm, I'm not, saying like I never had spare UV stuff laying around. Oh, dude, I have like fixtures that are twenty years old, man. I could keep all that shit. Yeah, you know? I've got. I even I've got fixtures somewhere at my parents' house. Yeah, Let me get one up in the attic somewhere. You borrow one. I got I got some hiding up there. I got dimmer the ones that are dimmers. Dude, I got, hook me up, man. Yo, you, give man. give your boy some UVB so he can get some Ackies. He got to buy the bulbs. I ain't got no bulbs. That's for fine your, for your podcast. Yeah. I doubt the the bulbs would still work at this. Yeah, point. <laughs> no, no, definitely, yeah. definitely not. I don't know. I might still have some heat bulbs laying around somewhere, man. I've got well, all kinds of stuff. From like if back I use the these day. these portal setups. I don't think those are really meant for like super high heat. Stuff. Yeah, how are you gonna? How, gonna how are you gonna there. put? You yeah, but you don't have to cut out a hole. And well, as I was gonna say, is so what you do is if you're using a tub for the Aki's with ruin a, a tub. Oh, oh my! If I put a hole in the lid, then I gotta ruin a tub. So I know what? I have it's... like ten we're staring at right now, but I don't want them to go to waste. Look, <laughs> look, you get some, you get some mesh screen. You cut a hole in the top. You silicone the screen. And then you get one of those Zilla microhalogens. So like yeah, I have, I, yeah, I have the I have the microhalogens on the wrinkles. And dude, the the twenty five watt at fourteen inches 
does like a 90 degree hotspot. It's perfect. I could use that smaller tub on the top. That's already got a, a Draco portal. Yeah, on it. and see, you talk about waste. It wouldn't be a waste because <laughs> I literally like, have a pair, a pair <laughs> portal of tubs stacked could, from floor to ceiling right here. In front of the couldn't could tell me. A, and then there's one more right here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look, can somebody yeah. give him a shovel so he can keep digging this dish deeper? Yeah, no, you're just dude. You you have. Why don't you tell me how much can, it's going to cost to open Ackies, a cigar shop, Phil? Can, can a pair of Ackies not? live in this for till adulthood yeah so but small. i'm if they're if they're babies that's probably a little big that might be a little much How is it that's, a little that's why you start with one of those that's what i'm saying is like if i was gonna get yeah, babies they'd go in something that. smaller like that and then they'd go into something yeah bigger. upgrade to one of the big ones man all talk about is, it being a waste all i'm hearing is excuses that's what i'm hearing shut up it's two against one justin it baby. always is quit being a little baby back not? bitch it's not it's not always yeah but sometimes I say the grass is some, green and then everyone else pipes up and says uh no <laughs> it's a darker shade of green like, look yeah it might be sometimes green. sometimes you're on the team that's you know proving someone else wrong exactly when i don't remember never Look, all I'm okay. saying is have you, have, okay. you have friends that want to help you get the goddamn Ackies. I'm not saying I won't. I'm just saying I want to make sure that if I do it, I do it right. I doubt. I know in my heart, <coughs> in my heart of hearts. I don't want to half-ass anything. I want to whole-ass everything. That you would do it correctly. I know yeah. you would. I have no doubt too, but I want to make sure I have the right equipment. I don't want to be like, yeah, well, yeah I'll put it in this this six quart Sterilite, and it'll be fine for a month. And get them. Obviously, don't get, get them before upgraded. you can take care of them properly. And them skull. Obviously, nobody would. I'm just I'm saying, that. I don't have light stuff. Well, yeah, that's when now. But then now's the time you start getting that stuff. You got to prep. You got to plan. You got to get. And it, Alan Stevens told oh. me be ready in five months, like two months ago. So I still have time. So you got three okay. months to get. I don't know. He may hear this and message me tomorrow and be like, oh, psych, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm sending them to you now. Now. Then okay. what are you going to do? And then what if they bite me? <laughs> Mars bites fire. suck, man. man. Dude, it's it's not like oh, you're getting. a baby. It's not a water monitor. <laughs> I know. It's not like you're getting tagged Dude. by like a five-foot black throat. I'm just saying. I don't want to fling them across the room and. Heard it. You kept an Aatrox for F's sake. That is true. I didn't have to touch it with my hands. Yeah, you don't have. Well, I guess yeah, but wear gloves. Why? I'm not even going to talk to you about Aatrox. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What? Why? Why do you have to touch the Aki? Yeah, wear gloves if you're that much of a baby. Oh my man. god. So anyway. I'm not gonna take handling advice from Mr. Atrox hand over here. Listen, tell me I had an Atrox. You can't make fun of him for that because he wasn't handling it. Yeah, Just saying one of us had to go to the hospital. It, yeah, but it wasn't like he was sitting in his living room petting me. it on his lap. It was in the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus. Yeah, but this is. But I'm also not the one that's afraid to touch an Aki. I'm not afraid to touch an Aki. Kind of sounds like you're you're afraid to touch an Aki. Oh, by by the way, Jake, have, did you? Yes. I wanted. I wanted to. I, I couldn't remember if I had told you or not. But uh, congratulations on the Field Herping podcast that came out great. 
Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. That was yeah, uh, that dude, was definitely that was definitely awesome, fun man. to do. Fun to talk about. That was but, that was uh, it was a great great co- great cast. Yeah. Everyone's fun. like, oh, it's Jake. He's back on a podcast. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, he's not. It's not the right one. Yeah, nope. That's yep. But it came out, it came out great. And I, I love yeah. dude. So Burke told me, he's like, Oh, you're gonna love what I got for Jake. You're gonna love that. I got like the Spanish guitar, and I was like, All right, yeah, yeah. And then, heard, <laughs> and then I heard it and I was like, Oh my god, that's so freaking cool. Yeah, man, that was that was fun. I definitely yeah. dude, I real I dude, I absolutely loved your uh your not intros, what were that your descriptions. Yeah. of all the snakes man oh dude it was it was gold i was like phil was born for this he was born to just voice over this stuff man since it's... the fourth grade his voice has been ready <laughs> yeah yeah sadly yes it was, a, it was a lot of fun man i'm glad you got to do it i got, yeah. I'm glad I got to do it yeah i definitely would love to be involved with with that in the future man i told Berg to hit me up for if you need any pictures of some north american colubrids man i got I got oodles and oodles. Literally has of tens stuff. of pictures. Shut up. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. I got more field herbing per- pictures than you do, buddy. Probably. Well, I, I, I no can, idea. It's not no problem. I don't go. I don't go. I was gonna say. I can I, guarantee. I, hours a week. Yeah, I can guarantee that Bratz has more field time in the past two years than Justin has in the past ten. Fair assumption. I would, yeah, that's fair assessment. Probably. So that means that Justin's going to come with Brats down to South Florida, and we're going to hurt Peninsular Florida. One of us has then to I'm, work. Now I'm going to show show Smitty how it's done in the field. Dude, we're literally we're literally talking a a year from now. We could ooh, we could do a cast in the field, like Steve Renella. Like snakes and stogies. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Anytime it feels like I'm gonna live stream from the car because I'm road cruising, I'm like, God damn it. Okay, we're not I just to clarify though, I'm not talking now. We don't get me wrong, we can do it a year in a year, but I'm talking like early spring, like when things are first like starting to pop. February, yeah. the weekend that's, of Valentine's Day. That's no a little after I'm thinking like March, around March time. I'm gonna take a week just just for herping down in Florida. And it's, we'll make the thirteen hour trek down to damn right it will. Boca. You damn right. I will Mouth absolutely do it. I will absolutely do it, man. I'm, there's all kinds of stuff I want to do. It'll be but good. yeah, Freedom. definitely is going to be in the works. I want to work my way from South Florida, go up to Central a little bit, see Billy, do a little herping with Billy. I'm actually Dude. getting a, I'm getting a rat Little snake. Chilies. I'm getting a rat snake from Billy that is uh, from Hernando County, two counties over from him, and I need to go find a on the mate dude i saw that rat? snake yeah yeah, yeah that snake he's... is so cool man really that snake is so he... cool you're, you're gonna love him he sent me some pictures and he was real pretty and uh so we're we worked something out for that he's getting something of mine and i'm getting that guy from him getting it given everything goes Nudes. as planned so yeah Nudes. but uh yeah so i need to go find a mate for that whenever whenever i can um, you know, probably hopefully find a little baby, but you know, raise it up and breed. But you know, do you, do you specifically want Hernando County to go with that animal? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but that's just you okay. know, take no prisoners, me being, me being all, all picky about my locality. Stuff. 
Well, because like I've been I've been hitting Hendry and Glades County a lot, and I've seen yeah. a bunch. Of, I've seen a, a good handful of yellows, but I haven't kept them because you know Billy says that he's content with the ones he has, and I'm just looking for Glades rats. So yeah, it, but I never get up to Hernando. It's a bit of a hike for me. So yeah, Hernando's up there. So yep. that's where that's why I want to make the trip to kind of go all throughout. Spend a couple of days trying to find a yellow rat to go with that guy and Hernando. Um, but man, if you find some baby yellows down your way, let me know. All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> nothing, nothing big, but if you find some babies down your way, yeah. I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah. Like I said, my main focus moving forward is I want a pair of, um, I want a pair of Spartanburg black rat snakes. Cause I think those are some of the best black rat snakes out Thomas there. Irvin. Huh? Thomas Irvin. Oh, I'm talking, to letting the, him know, I'm talking to Montross about him too. About some. But um, so I definitely want some of those. But other than those blacks, like I really grays and yellows, anything gray or yellow, like I'm I'm about it. Like anything locality gray or yellow, I'm I'm interested. I am kind of surprised that yellows have never been historically very popular. Yeah, I mean I kind of understand why. They're they're more on the dull side, but you know, captive bred ones I've seen look pretty. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing is like if nobody's put in serious time into captive breeding yellows, you know. So you know, besides you know Montross and those guys, and so I I really want to put some focus on the yellow side of things. And it'd be cool if we could find some just monsters here, breed them, and then release them after they've laid. Yeah, and like make monster yellows that's what i want man i want some really because like the yellow the yellow rats around here get huge yeah i mean dude i found some that were legit seven foot like i found one female on my neighbor's chicken coop that thing was every bit of six seven foot man it was huge just get some chickens dude they come on their own like it's a magnet you literally get a chicken coop and you're gonna like yellow rats just flock to it i've seen to do anything i've seriously like you you know like the girth of a large rat yeah, you know, what I mean, they feed you a dog carp. I've seen rat snakes that could eat a large rat easy, wow. like around nice. here, dude. They are just absolute tanks, and I, I definitely—that's why, I, specifically, why I want to find some from around here is they get—they just get real beefy. I, th- I mean, they look dull and stuff, but with but some selective breeding, think, man. No, not even. I don't even think it would like. I mean, these corns. Yeah, I mean, granted, the adults look sharp because they've been in—you know—the females been in captivity for right. five years, the males been in captivity for probably close to two, you know, they never, they weren't all scarred and beat up anyways, but you know, like the, the babies look like captive bred baby corns. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I feel like with the yellow rats, I feel like that's a species where, I mean, obviously I'm talking out of my butt cause I don't know, but I feel like that's a species where a lack of UV may make them look better because they're not getting perpetually sunburned. Right. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about, like, how many rats, yellow rats in captivity are very, very brightly yellow. And then a lot of the ones we see, at least in Florida, they're very, they've, they've dulled out. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, we we get a lot of the dull ones around they're here. Like dirty like, look to them. Yeah, they're, like, kind of dirty looking. But, see, it really varies. Like, uh, for me, on Ladies Island, I find a lot more defined stripes. Like the stripes are a lot more defined yeah, on Ladies I've Island, but you go out towards me kind of a mix. In, in Sheldon and Yamasee mm-hmm. area. Yamasee, those all um, those have a lot more of the patterning, like within the stripes. You know, obviously they're yeah. all heavily striped, but there's a lot more blotchiness patterns going on with no, it. The stripes are classic, but you know, I really like that blotchy look to it. Sometimes those can be even brighter. I've seen some really yellow ones out that way. 
couple of weeks ago, there was a, a like right around the corner from the house here, there was uh, a little baby yellow rat that had been hit by a car. Oh, that and, sucks. Like fresh out of the egg, like small, small, man. I was like, wow. dang, this thing was still alive. I actually went on a quick road cruise last night. Did you? Uh, I was on my way. I was on my way home, and I took a detour. I was like, "Yo, oh, screw it! I'm gonna go see if I can cruise this road real quick, find some snakes." Didn't see anything, but you know, it'd be what it be. Yeah, it was worth at least it. You were, at least you were, you were out there, you know. Yeah, man, went to go look. He's it got was, a good spot, man. It was after a storm, so I was hopeful, but I think it, it had been a little far since the storm. I actually wanted to go tonight. I was planning on going tonight, but then I was like, "Ah, oh, the podcast can't do that." Definitely can't. It's been raining a lot here. Well, yeah, I've so seen a lot of dead snakes on the on the road just next, here in my area. Like next my big storm we get, I'm I'm definitely going out and trying to trying to see if I can't find something. Man, they're you know, they're going to be moving. I know come fall time they're going to move a little bit more before like as it starts to get a little bit more colder. But that's we still got a while for that. So <coughs> so I think I'm getting the black lung pop. Looking forward to it. The one road cruise I actually did get to do this year earlier, boy, I just turned up a bunch of ribbon snakes. I legit found like seven ribbon snakes, little baby copperhead. But man, I was stopping for a ribbon snake. Felt like every twenty feet. It was, <laughs> it was nuts. Of course, I was stopping for everything though because the first time I got a road cruise in God knows how long. And but it was right at the end of spring, so stuff was still moving pretty good. And I just boatload of ribbon snakes, little baby copperhead. I think we saw something else, but. Yeah. Nice. Good I got, got a lot of a lot of plans, man. I'm really excited to head down to Florida just to herp. It'll be yeah, a, man. It'll be fun. We need to dig up some it. spots by Billy. We, we were just looking at maps uh the other weekend when I was there with Casey. And like he's in a very it's it's a very wide suburbia. Yeah. So like it's not it's not true city, but it's it's also not rural at all. And right. uh but there's a lot of good area around there that's a bit of a drive. I just I need to take like a long weekend with Billy just to hit up a bunch of those spots, meet up with KJ, and just you know learn well, from the best, so to speak. <laughs> K- KJ is more in Ocala, so you're gonna go a little bit more central um, for KJ. Uh, okay. I think okay. he's about he should be about two and a half hours from Billy ish okay. but because that's another person like that through my trip that week like i want to start with you go to billy then go towards kj um and try and hit him up see what he wants to look at but because i definitely need to hit up uh hernando county but man let's do it that week that i'm that i'm gonna go up man i'll start with yeah. you then me and you can hightail it up to hightail it up to hunt then all three of us can go to ocala area yeah yeah absolutely you're rocking and rolling man Oh, yeah. It'll be a whole trip. Although last time I went to Florida to go herping, I ended up in a hospital with kidney stones. So ah. let's, hope that doesn't, let's hope that doesn't happen. Nice. Hey, we forgot Jake's 90 years old and has a kidney stone problem. I still have like five kidney stones just like chilling. A whole right nest now. of them. Yeah, just oh, hanging out. Uh, he collects yeah, them. Yeah. I'm just kind of, my. I asked my daughter, I was like, so like, can we get rid of them? And he's like, nope, just kind of got to wait it out. I'm like for them to like pass, or he's like, yeah, pretty much. You pass wow. them, or they'll just stay, or they'll just stay there. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. So I have to stay hydrated, like, dude, in an insane amount. And anytime I get like slightly dehydrated, like my kidney starts to hurt, and I'm like, ah, what? It's happening. What? It's happening. No, yeah, exactly. I get so paranoid, man. Oh my god, it's it's terrible. Constant. Oof. I live in constant fear. That's rough. Mm-hmm. 
Because that pain's comparable to the rattlesnake bite. That's the only thing I've got bit in the kidney. I've been through that compares the rattlesnake bite as far as pain wise as a freaking kidney stone. Really? Yeah, I've had I've had women tell me they'd rather give birth again than go through a kidney stone. That's crazy. Yeah. There's something yeah. about passing pebbles through your pee hole that is just downright unpleasant dude it is it's just kind of funny though because like they'll give you medicine to like help you pass and basically just opens up your pee hole a little bit it's kind of funny when when you actually pass it you just feel a little bloop like as you're peeing it's just kind of like you feel it and you're like oh there it is sometimes they're big enough you'll hear hear them hit the toilet ring out of it put on a ring a diamond yeah make a necklace out of it where did the the show go (laughs) (laughs) but dude it's crazy they could literally be like the size of a grain of sand cause you so much pain i'll never forget my dad had one once and uh they gave him like a little like a little tiny colander like a little strainer that's what i had yeah and he had to like pee through the strainer to like catch it (laughs) yeah literally pan pan yeah yeah he's like panning for gold and uh yeah i never i never saw it or anything but he would always he would get up off the couch and he would he would pick it up off like the countertop, and be like, "Well, I'm gonna go pan panning for gold." And uh, yeah. it was just, oh, "God, Dad." <laughs> yeah, no, man, I had to carry that. Sh- I don't, I, because I didn't catch mine. They wanted me to, so they could examine it. But, um, because like I had, I carried that strainer with me because I was out on the working on the plantation when I when I had it, and um, just a lot outside physical labor all day. And like, I just carried my little pee cup with me. And whenever I had to pee outside, I just held it out. And the time I was like, oh, I don't need it. I, I felt it plop out and I was like, Oh, well there went that. Oops. So oh, God. yeah, <laughs> it sucks, man. This is terrible. Oh, uh, well, uh, well, we're at a two hour mark. We are yeah, at two hour hours. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. This was episode 128. Yeah, first episode back had to be a... The triumphant had, return. Had to be a lax one. Man. Of I.J. Jake. I.J. Jake. We can't call him that anymore. <laughs> I'm still going to have my I.J.'s, boy. Leave me alone. She got to have all I.J.'s to be I.J. Jake. All I.J.'s. I'm going to have... A, I'm still going to have quite a few. But I think my main stock is going to be some of the babies I produced this year. Dude, I'd totally ooh, be holding on to those. Boy, huh? I'd totally be holding on to those. Yeah, no, those things are hot. Well, speaking of hot, if you like hot sauce, check out Steve's Snakeuary. Yeah. Cottonmouth sauce, that's where it's at. Yeah, man. We need to get some more. I need to get some more. I actually still have the bottles. Do you? Yeah, I doubt the sauce is any good anymore, but still there. They are almost a collector's item if you wanted them to be. Wash them out, make good, uh, good little displays. That's why. That's what I'm gonna do with them. Fill them up with sheds or something. Yeah. Sheds <laughs> from the specific snake. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. <coughs> but you need to keep venomous snakes to do that. Or know someone that has them. That too. Cough, cough. Philip. Wink, wink. Felipe. Felipe. All right. Well, we will see everyone Monday yeah. for Snakes and Stogies 84. And I'm going to try and peep in for Snakes and Stogies every now nice. and then, too. So I'll be there. And I will be on THB full-time from here on out. So you guys will hear from me next week. Word. Rock and roll. All right, Rock y'all. And roll.